0: Episode one twelve, of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, forever and always, the man, the myth, <laughs> Houdini, <Ho-dee-dee>! Alexander <Bales. laughs> I'm
1: Babu Frick. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man, joining us from the car, Brian Rooney. Say hello, Brian.
2: <laughs> Live from the New Jersey Turnpike.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, this is a this is a very special episode to us. This is our Rise of Skywalker episode. Uh, we're all Star Wars all the time right now. There's not going to be much room for news and nuggets because we're going to dive right in. Uh, that being said, Al and I just got back from the movie, and what you need to know before listening to this episode is Brian has not seen it, but he's a very strange human being. A a monster. A monster sort of thing, I agree. (laughs) He he
1: insisted on being a part of this.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't seen it.
1: But Brian, why don't you tell the audience what you have done? Um... Carefully, because we need to make sure we're very careful about when we talk about spoilers. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I like to search for leaks and spoilers as early as possible. That's all you really so, to say. Now the
0: audience knows how much of a monster you are. Like, you like that? there's some sort of yeah. people like involved.
1: Anthony who get into a towering rage when they accidentally come yeah. across spoilers yeah. and you actively seek them out.
0: There was a sneak preview. Yeah. I watched like 30 seconds of it and I turned it off and I said, why? And I told him that I don't want my subconscious kicking over rocks
1: that I'm not ready for. To which I said, your thoughts betray it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I mean, one thing to note. So the, the last leak that I read was about a week and a half ago. So I'm curious how accurate that is. That's why I wanted to be a
0: part of it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's cool. But before we do that, before we get into our flick of the week, we have a special beer for this. We have two special beers. This is going to be a two-beer episode.
1: Yes. Uh, First beer is a themed beer. This is Evil Genius Beer Company's Han Shot First Double IPA with Amarillo and Chinook Hops. It's got 8% alcohol by volume, 30 IBUs. Cheers. Cheers. I guess I don't
2: have to make the sound too. Yeah. Cheers, my coffee cups up.
1: Yeah, don't drink and drive, friend. Yeah, right. Just for clarity, <laughs> we don't condone. <laughs> please, a please drink, drink and coffee. drive safely. May I mean, drink and separately drive
0: safely. I like. I love <laughs> nice. this. I like this beer. Um, it's actually it's very tasty. This it's this particular bottle is old though, and it um it's a, it's about a year old, right? Is it? Uh, and it's not it's it's not as fresh as it, I would like it to be.
1: <laughs> it's probably not as old as one or two of the ones that we've done. That's like true. There that. was like the
0: one from March of twenty eighteen.
1: <laughs> but uh, what do you think? Uh, it's good. It's tasty. It's uh it's definitely an IPA.
0: Does it feel like he shot first, though? Does it feel like it?
1: He shot me in the taste buds first. First,
0: yeah. First, Al. Uh, um, are you? Are you are you enraged by the changes to those scenes in the old movies?
1: Uh, it depends on the scene. It's kind of a scene by scene. We were talking about it a little earlier, um, like what they did in like the ninety seven and so on um, refresh, we'll call them. Um, for some scenes, it's annoying. Actually, the latest batch of them is the ones that have annoyed me more because mm. I hate hate the the <clears throat> Darth Vader no. When he picks up yeah, Emperor Palpatine. I'm with you on that. But what I hate even more...
0: Is the is the Hayden Christensen no. eating his way into Return of the Jedi. <laughs> uh, I,
1: that actually doesn't really bother me that much. I, I, I nothing. That.
0: Nobody else changes age when they disappear, is my problem with it.
1: I nothing that.
0: I, no, I nothing. Um, I don't even see that third ghost.
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't hate it, I don't love it, it's whatever. Sure. The one that I hate is how they change the scene after Vader cuts off Luke's arm and he falls in Cloud City, he screams this cathartic no, or not no, he just has this cathartic no! like yell and that echoes as he's falling mm-hmm. and he then falls into the thing. They've trimmed the scene down and they completely scrub his scream and they played this over the top, yeah. as he's falling I that actually man, that loved that that scene the way it was originally.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't, uh, yeah, the only ones, that, the, the ones that bother me, the one that bothers me the most is the, is the actually, is the Hayden Christensen in the end. Just because everything else, like, there's some, it, it seems like there's some sort of rules.
1: <laughs> I don't know, they gave David Prowse hair and he was egghead when he died. That's true. So, like, we've always played around to with begin it. With. So. And
0: then there's that whole thing about who was actually under the mask the majority of the time, which is... It's an interesting story. There's fun, a Netflix fun documentary fact. about that.
1: Pedro Pascal is never under the mask in The Mandalorian. Really? Yeah, they just have I... stunt guys under there. Or there was one specific guy. I forget the guy's name. I was reading an article about it the other day. Yeah, I, like Pedro Pascal is not even ever on set. Huh? He just records
2: voiceover as if he was like an animated character.
0: I guess that makes sense. What were you gonna say,
2: Brian? Um, if you paid attention to the group chat, Al taught us that.
0: I don't remember that. I think I sent that to you guys. The thing is, you guys got to realize, the (laughs) a lot of those messages come through while I'm working, (laughs) and if I see them, they kind of I'll read them quick, or they'll scroll by. And then if I were to go back at the end of the day, you're talking like a novel that I have to get
1: through. <laughs> see, what I usually do when someone sends me a link to something is I just open a tab. Sure. So this way the next time I see my, my, open my browser, it'll be there. I'll be like, oh yeah, I meant to read that. And then like it'll be But boring.
0: I have you here now to tell me in person. <laughs> it's so much better. Uh, that being said, Han, shot is Delightful. I'm, I'm a fan. Tasty. Um, I'm a bigger fan. I, of I mean,
1: I don't, I don't love it, but I like it. Yeah. Um,
0: I think you'd love it if it was fresh <laughs> out of the cake. Maybe. That's when I had it the first time and I was like It's tasty busy. but I it was... wouldn't
1: think it twice of this one honestly. Sure.
0: sure, But it's I mean the theme is it's not as good as our last Star Wars themed beer which is up on that shelf.
1: That one was really That good. was amazing. What was that called? Um, Top right. Where the hell is it? Oh it's over there. What do we got there? It's something Millennium Falcon wasn't it? Oh, wait, never tell me the odds. That's never
0: tell me the odds. That's right. That was delightful. That was De Quo? Yes.
1: Nice. I'm not getting back up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: Awesome. I'm in uh, the chair. <laughs> you're installed? Yes. He's installed. All right. Whew. The Rise, All the right. rise of Skywalker.
1: <laughs> you want to just start with first
0: impressions? Uh, I want to start with first impressions. Well, oh, go ahead,
2: Brian. B- before you do that, um, there's going to be a little hard for you to answer, probably. Is, is it potentially uh, spoilery?
0: Because if, if so,
1: it has to wait.
2: No, okay. no, no spoiler okay. No um, spoiler. <laughs> no
1: thanks. I... With, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I almost just caught Anthony with this spit take.
0: More on that later. I can't
1: believe I got you with one via text the other that day. That
2: was good. <laughs> Continue, Brian. Anyway, <laughs> I I know as you you marinate with it and probably see it again tomorrow, your thoughts gonna change. Walking out of the theater, your knee jerk reaction out of ten, what do you put it? Yeah, you gotta answer. Don't give me this bullshit. You gotta think about it. It's
1: it's complicated
2: I know it's complicated oh I know
1: the, the thing is I'll just kind of walk you through it as I get to my number um I obviously want to love this movie so much wanted to love this movie so much sure. like before I came into it um and I've been possessed of this anxiety for the last several days in particular and my deepest fears were not realized but some of my concerns were mhm um, but also there's a lot of good to this movie as well yeah it's kind of a mess it's a little bit cheesy but star wars has always been cheesy sure um definitely very very fan servicey even more than 7 was mhm um and some of that actually was i it was isn't a negative actually it's a, a positive i think yeah um so overall Wait, Al gave
0: you a lot of caveats. I'm going to go eight.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say six and a half, seven. Okay, okay. I, I like it. My biggest fears of the quote-unquote JJ's got to fix eight, which obviously if you've listened to the show before, you know that me and Anthony love eight. Yep. Um, a lot of that really didn't end up being true, and that's what I feared. But some of it was. Some mm-hmm. of it clearly was meant to walk back some of that we won't get into it yet. Until, yeah. But the thing that I found was more than specific plot points, though there were a couple, and some that mattered, some that didn't really. Um, there is more of a thematic walking back of some things, which annoys me, but not enough to make me like hate the movie. Hmm. Um. I guess we could just wait until we talk about it more later. But the, I, I don't know. I wasn't too worried about that. I will say that the beginning of the movie is jarring. The opening, like, cr- crawl with, like, the little bit of, like, text. Um, I don't actually know what the official title for that is. The title scroll, like... Uh, I think uh, so. Um, was really jarring. It was the only one of the nine that didn't... Like, it feels different than the other eight. Yeah. Like, it, and I don't feel like how they it forgot to. and wrote it at the end. Yeah, like, I don't... It's Well, the the thing is, like, the language of those things very have always been consistent, mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah, this one was just this not that This feels like it was written by someone else, which yeah, is weird, I, because, I, I agree. like, Lucas probably wrote one through six, clearly didn't write seven and eight and nine, but seven and eight still felt like they fit the spirit of how that was conveyed to the audience. Yeah. This one was so different than those, which mm-hmm. is just was just jarring to me, which concerned me... Um, I don't know. Yeah, there was uh, there were some things in here, in the movie in general, that jarred me. It took some risks that I didn't expect it to, mm-hmm. and some, I think, paid off in a good way, and some paid off not so good. Um, there were other things that were entirely too safe. Um, there are some things that are definitely meant to be nods to the past, and I'll call it a positive way in the sense of a nostalgia fan service, and in, 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 in this case, you're just not going to get around it. Mm-hmm. But there were other things that are clear ripoffs of other stuff, including self-cannibalization of the series. Sure. Um, specifically, I can say this without too much of a spoiler: when they're leaving that asteroid belt, mm-hmm. and the other ship follows them, I'm saying that as vaguely as possible, so yeah. you won't know what, so no one will know what that. Yeah. That is a blatant ripoff of Empire. Absolutely. Which doesn't make sense to me. Uh,
0: I mean, in context, I think it was fine. It was just, I think it was just a stylistic choice. Uh, we'll that get, it doesn't we'll, we'll feel get, like a
1: nod to me. That feels like a ripple. You know what I
0: mean? Like, uh, like using like when she's. It like, felt like a nod to me because that's a thing that's reoccurring in Star Wars. I feel like we'll get I'll, I'll, we'll get into more details about it because I don't want to like again. I don't want to get into yeah. any real details. Well, I uh, think that
1: was vague enough that it's not.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I would give this uh, coming out of the, coming out of the theater on my Star Wars high. I'm giving it an eight. Um, there is a room within that for on. Um, further rewatches it for it to go up and down depending uh, yeah i'm going to to
1: rewatch it just because there's so much yeah there's a lot there that's going on
0: but uh overall i really there so like i it was there was a little bit of a rockiness to the start specifically to what you're saying with the title scroll that, that that there was something in there that made me go as soon as i read it i was like uh i'm not sh- I, i'm not sure like how this is gonna go um and it's not gonna go the way i think uh, but it was, I, I really ended up enjoying it, and it felt very much to me, like, it, it reminded me a lot of Jedi, and it felt like Jedi in the entertaining factor that I, I and Jedi growing up some was my it, favorite, yeah. and that's why I feel like it, it kind of, it hits a lot of those notes in there, but like, kind of like the best parts of it for me, plus some of like the, the best parts of the series overall, and then some, some of the weird stuff, some of the stuff that's like, that if you're a Star Wars fan, like... Comics, TV shows, games, cult like things in there that make sense. But if you're just going to the movies, I think that some of it's going to be a little bit like, what?
1: you know what? I will <laughs> say is a credit to this. There were certain things, especially towards the end of the movie, that it's not plot or character specific that. Reminded me of quotes I heard talking about the Mandalorian. Where Mm. Jon Favreau said how much he wanted to lean into the weird of Mm -hmm. Star Wars. And some of that came through in this. That felt like risky in the sense of this isn't something we've seen in Star Wars before. That I actually kind of dug. Which that's part of why it's a a positive for me. uh, I I like the movie. Mm -hmm. I don't want to like profess love for it. Until I can yeah, get more on my feet with the whole material, and there are some things that I dislike in the, like I said, the quote unquote reclaiming from eight, mm-hmm. um, and there are some things I that are completely separate from that that I didn't love in just how the story arc fits together in just in this movie, not across the arc of seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. There were other things that I think that they really held on to from eight that I liked that they held on to that I was I wouldn't have expected them to, mm-hmm. which I view as a, as a net positive for yeah,
0: sure. I, I, I agree. So you have our gut reactions, Brian. I'm an eight. Al's at a
1: so, six. You want? To say? I said six? I said like a six and a half. Six and a half.
2: Yeah. So to take this however you would want, since I haven't seen the movie. Reading everything is different from actually visually seeing sure. it, but if everything i read is what happens i would definitely be lower than you guys like a four ish like it just didn't sound good to me again reading and seeing it is totally different Mm. and hopefully a lot of the things i read are not true which we'll find
1: out yeah there's a lot of visual spectacle to this movie there is oh
2: exactly yeah no i know that but like if it plays out exactly what i read from a story standpoint like i i don't well really
0: like it there are definitely things going into like watching as i was watching the movie i was thinking like certain aspects of it i was like if i had to explain this to someone they would not want to go see this <laughs> so you, you i wonder how accurate the things you were for, for
1: good or bad this yeah. movie has a shit ton of baggage yeah i'll say for good and bad
0: yeah 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 yeah, I agree. Uh, it's
1: so if you're watching, if you're deciding to be your jumping off point as the ninth in an installment of a saga, sure, you're a psychopath. So well, yeah, you're you're a
0: Brian for sure. <laughs> uh, I that
1: go, that transcend. that transcends Brian. <laughs> that
0: transcends Brian. I will say, I it's like, it's I like was picking
1: Endgame is the first thing. Oh, let me watch the twentieth movie in this. Like, what yeah. the fuck?
0: I, I will say though overall, uh, I'm satisfied with at this ending for the nine movie saga
1: i would say and reflective in my score they could have definitely done worse mm-hmm. but i think they could have done better mm. i don't know how much
0: I, the thing is i can't think of something that i would have wanted more out of it i liked where it went and i liked how it kind of wrapped up so we'll get we'll get more into that uh, in this in the this spoilatory it's spoilatory Spoiler terror Am I having a stroke? <laughs> Do
1: you smell tux? <laughs> yes. Um,
0: in spoiler territory. But uh, I think it's time, though, because I am I want to talk about this movie. Yeah, I want there's to only so much it. we can talk around. And, it, so not uh, we're about not doing it. News and Nuggets. So from this point on, it's spoiler territory. Uh, I imagine... I feel like if you watch this show... Watch? If you listen to this show... I mean,
1: technically we're on YouTube, but you're just me looking true. at a that, That's Yeah,
0: don't watch that. Uh, if you're listening to this show, you're probably... If you're still listening to the show, you're you're probably a Star Wars fan, and I imagine that you wouldn't even have started this episode unless you've seen the movie. So, uh, that being said, spoilers from here on out. Uh, Brian, you had an interesting plan for this episode, so I kind of want you to take us away.
2: Alright, so I I wanted to do a leak versus reality, so everything I I read versus what actually happened.
1: So I I guess we could probably start this off by then you picking a couple of things that you really want the answer to. And teeing them up for us, and we'll sell it, say yay or nay. Oh, okay. Can we play this uh, a little
0: bit more like a game show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've uh, been bamboozled. A hundred <laughs> people have been surveyed on the board. Number one answer. <laughs> All
2: right. So, la- last spoiler warning. We're we're gonna jump yep. into it. Um, one thing I wasn't sure what they were gonna do with, with you know the untimely passing of Carrie Fisher. I didn't know how they were gonna handle her character. Mm-hmm. If they were gonna let her live. Just because you know, the, like the actress passed away, so killing someone that passed away could be a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read she dies in self-sacrifice to save um, Ray, and then I'm going to jump to something else here, so you know to see if this is and Ben, not Kylo. Uh, how accurate is that? That is. Uh, it's mostly accurate. Yeah. I was going to say it's spot on. I was well, the.
1: The way he phrased it with Ben at the end was a little confusing.
0: To save Ben. Yeah. She literally says, "I have to save Ben."
1: <laughs> Did she say? I think so. She said something about Ben for sure.
0: I'm pretty sure. Um, or it's like my last, my last, whatever attempt or something like that. Or yeah, might, well, this like, is my last chance to, to reach yeah. him. Is what she that's said. That's what it is. So yeah. that's what I am saying. She didn't. Specifically I think says Ben though, because
1: she she always. She does. To but what I'm saying, ben. she didn't say I have to save Ben. She said this is my last chance to reach Ben. I think. Mm, yeah. 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 That's
0: true. That's true. But yes, Brian. That's that's what happens. Yeah,
1: and, okay. uh, okay, well, well right. let's, let's pause there. Well, say, we're, now, I don't know if you were reading the script itself or just someone mentioning it, what, in what form do you think her
2: sacrifice takes? It, it didn't have any more detail on that specific one, it was just self-sacrifice to save her.
0: Okay, life. so, can I spoil something for you on how it happens? Done. Okay, dude, she takes a TIE fighter, and she flies it into Rey. <laughs>
1: It's freaking
0: ridiculous. <laughs> and it's the most insane scene in the movie. <laughs> and that does not translate on paper. Is,
2: is Ray uh, kind of bad at yeah, that? Yeah, this point? is all
0: a lie. I <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally holding my mouth and like suffocating myself so that my laughter doesn't come through on the microphone there. No, that is very much not how that happened. <laughs>
0: No, it's uh, it's more of a reaching out through the force and kind of calling his name. She
1: basically mirrors what Luke did in eight to force project and talk to Ben while he's fighting Ray, and it gets him to to pause because the way that fight's going, he's winning. Yeah, pretty. He is actually about
0: to deal the killing blow. It,
1: it does seem like it's heading that way, despite yeah. the fact that he's. Well, he has been charged with killing her, mm-hmm. and he, but he—but he, he hadn't seemed at that collected. point. Yeah, at yeah. that point, he didn't seem like he actually wants to. In fact, he is—he has, has said to her and the audience multiple times at that point already—that he is actively trying to turn her to the dark side.
0: Right, right. But yeah, so right. far so
1: good. Yeah, you're one for one.
2: Okay. Um, all right. So something else that I—I I, I thought like was a little something surprising. Good,
0: something good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, an appearance by Han Solo.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That is. A, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so far, you're you're reaching deep, and uh, I think you're <laughs> gonna have pretty much all things that happen. Yeah. Han Solo shows up as not a Force ghost, but I a, was a little confused a by the first memory manifestation of Ben, and that one piece of it, that p- particular portion of the movie, I didn't fully like. Just I liked what I liked the idea. But making it f- seem like he was like fully there, like which I guess is well, a little strange
1: considering we're we're po- post considering how ghosty Luke looks later. Yeah, I guess that's the indication to us that he is truly a memory and not
3: a manifestation
1: yeah. of the living force or whatever. But
0: I feel like it should have manipulated. Maybe some of the rest of the scenery or something in some way that we're inside of Kylo's head or Ben's head. Well, I guess it's
1: kind of hard if you're going to have them standing on a platform in the That's middle of the true. ocean with the wind to, like, not have his hair blow.
0: Yeah. Or or when they cut to... When they cut camera back and forth between the two of them. If it's like... Because that memory... You were actually talking about this earlier. Uh, it, his outfit is... It's the same as his outfit and look in episode 7. It would be interesting if when they cut back to look at him if his backgrounds and surroundings were the rest of that platform, like, standing in the dark, and when they cut over to Kylo, it wasn't. Just so that you you know that it's, like, a...
1: Or they could have even just transported it back to them standing on that. That bridge. would have been
0: cool, too. And, yeah, he could have thrown... Oh, that would have further
1: fucked with my head as to whether or not it was... Where is this? ...reused footage, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because that was what me and Anthony were talking about before we got started talking here, was, um, I wasn't 100%... Since, obviously, all the Leia stuff... And at times it looks good, and at other times it's very obvious that they're... Like, there's times where Ray's talking to her, and it's like, they're not actually having the same conversation. There's, like, a
0: thing that they do with the... and Like, engineering somebody into the scene, where when it's fully fake, there's, like, this glow around the edge of well, them. Well, it's lighting stuff. Yeah, I know, because you can't do that, I guess, like, like photorealistically to something. Yes. Some, but, um... I don't know. It's, like, those... There are certain scenes where you can tell it was, like, like, spliced together and pretty seamless in certain areas, and then when, when it's like that and you, you almost see that glow, it almost looks like that the entire thing is digital.
1: Yeah. But the other thing is there's times where they manage it pretty well, and there's other times where it's like, oh, they're clearly having two separate conversations. Yeah. Um, but just because it's, it's like, like a
0: It's like, like, like a, 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 a pretty good spliced together like YouTube video. Yeah. It's like the Paul Rudd interviews Paul Rudd. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's exactly like that, actually. Um, Look at us. Hey. But... I was what (laughs) look at us. Look (laughs) at us.
1: I was a little confused at first about the Han stuff because he is the exact same outfit. He's got the the stubble and the hair.
0: He looked better to me though, and he looked. It didn't look like he was like it was reused footage, just because it looked a little. It looked a lot cleaner.
1: I guess so. The lighting was different, so it's tough to tell. But I I wondered, especially because the way it ends, it ends exactly the same way as how it ended with them in seven, where. He reaches out and he touches um, Ben's face. Mm-hmm. And and Ben then delivers back the exact same line. Yeah. Um, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I can or I don't know how. Yeah. You know. And and then he looks down at the lightsaber. And I actually thought it was going to be him. He had to, like, stab the memory, too, to get rid of him. But yeah. I, I was a little confused about that. He
0: just goes full dark.
1: Also, I'm a little confused how he Double got his down. lightsaber back com- com- at, at all. Because, like, she had both of them when she left.
0: No, she I think she just threw it.
1: Well, down. Brian, do you care at all about spoilers or not? Do you no. think he cares? <laughs> well, like when she If s- he said yes right now, I would have been furious. When <laughs> she stabs him. Yeah. She's still holding both lightsabers and mm-hmm. she puts one of them down to heal him. But like, what, why why uh, would you
2: get uh, him Okay, back? so that's
1: something else I read that really pisses me off, but I'll get to that okay. later. What?
2: <laughs> what
1: you just said? Why does that piss you off? we'll get to it later. Okay. I mean we can get to it now. I'm yeah. Kind of done with that thought.
2: Okay. So yeah, Ray pretty much fatally wounds him. And then, because it was fucking in The Mandalorian to try to explain it, she fucking heals him with the Force. So that's, this,
1: that's an old Force power, man.
0: But this is also, this is one of those things that I was saying, reaches beyond the films. Like, there's, Force healing has been in Star Wars for a very long that, time. That's
1: what I was getting and at. all over the place in a lot yeah, of games. Yeah,
2: but like, that's also not canon anymore. But
1: they can, is, they can reactivate any of that at any time. Yeah. The whole point is it's up to them to decide how and when they wish to do so. And by doing it in the Mandalorian, it was whether or not that was the sole purpose of it. Um, them choosing to air it two days or a day before was to make sure that you are aware that it is a thing again.
0: And also, we're told that it's an old, old practice.
1: It is. It's. It, I. It's specifically. I remember it being mentioned. <laughs> it's like in, diversity. It, in uh, in books and in games, force heal has, okay. has been a Classic. power that you could use to heal yourself in. In video games, in Star Wars video games in the past, so that's just them reactivating it to canon. Yep. There's actually something else. If you want to get mad about wonky like Star uh, Force powers, there's something else that you could you could get. I'm not upset with it. I was at first. I was a little like,
0: huh. Why don't you wait? Because I'm curious if that's going to be one of his spoilers.
1: Okay. That he read. Fair enough. But um, yeah, no. And the other thing is. Um, It's actually not the first time she does it either in the movie. She Mm -hmm. does it earlier in the movie to foreshadow that it's going to be a bigger thing later on.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. What's our next
1: Next two for two, right? I I guess so.
2: Well, three for three. Yeah, that's right. Um, Well, this one I kind of hope is true because I I like this idea. um, That in episode eight, when Kylo says that Rey's parents are nobody that's kind of true because she's Palpatine's granddaughter? She is Palpatine's granddaughter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: that one was a one, it was one that I feel like they were trying to defiantly not walk back, but did anyway. Well,
1: you know what they did without saying it is they did the, from a certain point of view, explanation. Exactly. Where basically Ben says to her, your parents were nobody because they chose to be nobody. To protect
0: you. Yeah, uh, th- and that was weird. But, like, th- clearly there's going to be... I feel like there's, like, going to be some interesting history with her father slash the son of Probably the too. Emperor. Like, I don't know. There's got to be some story there that's interesting. So she's not nobody. That's the thing. Like, Well, well there's certainly nobody.
1: What's up, Ron?
2: What the hell is the timeline when this dude had kids? Because in The Phantom Menace, like, he was already old, and Ray's supposed to be young. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Well,
1: it's a little I mean, weird. so she was, I mean, she's supposed to be in her, like, early 20s in this, mid-20s in these movies, um, but remember, Sith have no compunction about sex and...
0: Yeah, see, what you have to understand, Brian, Sith- is when an old Dark Lord loves... Someone. <laughs> and he puts his midichlorians in there. <laughs>
1: like, Je- Jedi, you know, it's frowned upon to... Frowned upon. <laughs> let's just say it's frowned upon for Jedi to fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, Sith, there's... They, 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 they're, they're it's like, encouraged. <laughs> there's only one rule with Sith, and it's a rule of two. Um, <laughs> so, if, if, if your entire worldview is one of personal gain and power and Basically, it's essentially the Church of Hedonism. Hmm. If you want to fuck, you're gonna fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Um,
1: I doubt that he had like a, a Mrs. Palpatine.
0: But I'm cu- that I, I'm curious about that him. story though. I want to know the story of like the partner that he. Uh, I mean, I'm
1: assuming he just decided I wish to fuck and then fuck. Uh,
0: I have spoken. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I have something. Something. <laughs> I have
0: something. But no, it's uh yeah. So, but her parents. That's the thing. Her parents aren't nobody. It, it's. <laughs> it's well, very... It's, it's kind of... Important. I understand in, like, the scheme of maybe they didn't do
1: much. Well, I mean, listen, if, if it's Palpatine's bastard child who they know that he's hunting them and, like, he was never given, like, the favor of, like, sitting at his right hand, mm-hmm. um, then technically they are nobody. They're nobody adjacent. <laughs> nobody adjacent. Alright, I'll, I'll let you have that. Well, I I see the thing is this is one of the things that I didn't like and you knew they were going to do something Mm -hmm. of if she was going to be related to someone this is the least offensive of the solutions they could have chose so i'll just say like i'm fine with it even if i prefer they didn't do it but if she ended up being luke's or leia's or obi-wan's daughter granddaughter that would have pissed me off a lot this is the least bad of all of those options
0: that's that's true uh I was curious... Because it
1: makes the most sense in the sense of, like, like Sith can just go and fuck if they want.
0: Like, so, I, I have to ask, though, because um, back when Force Awakens came out, this was a theory.
1: And yeah, I mean, well, it was, people said, is she, is she related to Obi-Wan? Is she related to Luke? Is she related to Han and Leia? Or is she related to Palpatine?
0: But there, were like, there was a contingent of people that were adamant that she was... Palpatine's granddaughter. Like, this was, like, a thing. Yeah. But it
1: was... Well, because it would have been at the time, daughter, was She was too young.
0: in wild speculation that in the delivery of the fact that that's what she is, I was like... Ugh. Like, only because, like, I, I, I agree with you, it's it's the best option, but...
1: It's not a good option.
0: It It wasn't a great option, and it was more so because I feel like it was cheapened by, like, people randomly guessing at it. Yeah. and and then that being the choice. I feel like if it's something that you could I feel like it should have had something.
1: Like if someone Game of Thrones like theorized it with, Yeah, like, like if if, if I I wish they would have reverse it
0: engineered a way that you could have gone back and figured it out like yes. to some degree. I and mean, because they've done that with a lot of like they they can do that, like they have this enough canon now that they could have done that. And it's but, one of
1: the places where the stretching at the seams of 7 8 and 9 shows. Mhm. Because if they had just continued on with her being nobody, I think it would have been better. And I think it would have fit better even with the through lines that continue from 7 directly to 8. Yeah. You can't tell this story if it's not the case. Or at least you can't tell the story in the same way. You could still have a reincarnated Palpatine who is aware of an incredibly powerful Force-sensitive being who is after her. hmm maybe it doesn't have the same narrative weight but it is still a story you can tell with minor tweak
0: i also think that i won't say it yet cuz i'm wondering if it's one of his spoilers i i do think that the um, the final scene would have had a little bit more gravity if she really was nobody and her and her parents were nobody and she doesn't like she didn't remember them
2: i, I wish she was nobody um, i think that would be a lot cooler i do too but that's just i liked
1: fun. that note that signature at the end of 8 with the little kid grabbing a broom. Yeah. That the force is for everyone. Not that bloodlines don't matter at all. Just that that's not the only way.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's I. Uh, it's a missed... It's a mist. It's
1: a missed
2: opportunity. Yeah. It's a misstep. Yeah. Yeah. All
1: right, Brad. What do you got? All
2: right. He, uh, here's one that I think is not in the movie. <laughs> oh. The. God. The huts are in it.
1: The huts are not. The huts in are it. not in the movie.
2: Correct. Good. Nice. Yeah, I was hoping that wasn't the case.
0: There are some uh, new, amazing characters in the movie, but the Huts were not one of them.
2: Um, let's see, I'm trying to remember now. I was um, very
0: concerned that you were like flipping through pages or something, right, while you're driving.
1: <laughs> he literally, uh, he I'm, literally has John Boyega's script no. in his hand right now, like the paper copy, no, no. the original
2: I, I, copy. I'm actually outside with the dog right now. I'm getting her to go to the bathroom. Oh, so you got help, guys. Yeah.
0: Force is strong with this one. Mm-hmm.
2: hmm Alright, what else you got? Um, uh, uh, something I hope is true. Okay. Finn and Poe do not die.
0: Yeah, no, they don't. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah, they uh Man, they're so they're so much fun as buddies.
1: Actually, outside of Leia.
0: Pose some opposed squadron, if not all of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but none of the mean good guys. Dude. Uh
0: yeah. Oh, my God. No. Snap Wexley? Well, uh, the thing <laughs> that really got... I, I'm going to... They got me. They got me with Chewie. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, uh,
2: <laughs> big yep. time fake out. So, they they blow up something. You think he's on, and then he comes yeah, back.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a big time bait and switch. It, it got me
0: good, though, because there was the only, it's it's one of the I won't I'm not I'm not annoyed by it. It's the only way they could have done it without you guessing it. They did not show you any other possibility in the scene.
1: They showed two ships originally? Did they? I think so. But one was leaving, wasn't it? They only showed one at a time leaving. Yeah, okay. So
0: yeah, it was a little crazy. So when it happens and the way they do it, the music, the pause, the the explosion and the scream that she gives, like I was like my jaw dropped and it did not it did not go back up for another like five minutes
1: on the one hand I was gonna be willing to be like you know what I truly didn't see that coming yeah like but that's not
0: how Chewie's going out
1: but yeah on the other hand for him to be just completely off screen now I will say they did lay the groundwork by naming his age specifically in the first scene yep well the first scene with him in it when he goes 250 years old you know what I mean that's usually the type of. It's like, Definitely that's, cheating. That's like that's like you know it's the oh, only three more days till my retirement. Yeah, oh you know, yeah, by the absolutely. The cop who dies later in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was like it's basically the same He's thing. He's too so. old for this shit. Yeah, it's it's that sort of thing. <laughs> only three more days but, till uh, my retirement. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Uh, no, Chewie makes it, and it uh, it was a it was a big relief when I saw him. I was they just, did take a while I, to pay off. I think I, I think I stopped breathing <laughs> until they showed him again.
1: <laughs> it, it it takes a while for it to pay off yeah. that he's alive.
0: Yeah, and then like every like her feeling it and finally, like that was really exciting. I
1: I actually like that too the the way that they chose to show the weight of it on her shoulders. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't sure. know what you read, Brian, but specifically if he had died in that time, it's Ray's fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh. she killed. No, she that, killed... That, that I did not.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she
0: killed. She killed Chewie. She straight up force lightning the ship that he was supposedly on and
1: blew oh, it
2: to hell. Yes, wait, I did. I did know. that <laughs> so I just I didn't I didn't put it all together. Her, her
1: and Ben are playing tug of war via the force with the ship that's got him prisoner on it, and she's getting more and more angry during the fight, despite the fact that she's basically winning 51-49 and then she blasts it with force lightning and it yes. explodes.
0: Uh, I will say that was the second craziest thing in that scene because the first was the trailer that I've seen a thousand times. I was wondering the whole time I was like "What well, is she she's going to slice off one of those wings and the way they do
1: that I was like oh shit is Ben dead? <laughs> well see I assumed watching that trailer the way it happens I assumed she was going to slice right down the middle of the cockpit. Mm. Not I still didn't think that's the way he was gonna go out right. necessarily. <laughs> but then when it rolls off
0: and explodes in a burning ball of fire. Well,
1: the speed with which the cockpit then <laughs> cascades across the desert and absolutely <laughs> smashes against the rocks and instantly is incinerating. Like I was like oh. <laughs>
0: Brian, it's very ultimate fireball.
2: <laughs> nice reference. I forgot that movie. <laughs>
0: I was, I was At first, I was like, I thought I was going to get more of a reaction out of that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what else you got?
2: Um, but, okay. They get some kind of Sith text, so they wipe 3PO's mind so he could read it.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I heard that as text like a phone. Yes, yeah, so that's how I was interpreting it. Uh, they, they
1: received a Sith text. They,
0: yeah, <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, no, that absolutely did happen, and the banter around it was really fun.
1: Even from the very first point where he's like, uh, I can't tell you that, like, you don't know where, where do we have to go? Oh no, I know where you have to go, I just can't tell
0: you. Yeah, and like, in that moment, Poe is just ready to snap and oh, yeah. his head off. Oh yeah, I could see in his
1: mind him yanking <laughs> c 3 head off, and <laughs> it's like, go ahead, don't tell me now. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, so that's... Uh, That is the case.
1: There's a programming block in C-3PO that does not allow him to repeat and translate the Sith language.
0: So here's a question. Why is that there?
1: Well, he kind of explained it, except then he was cut off. Oh, right. Um, He said there was a Republic law that banned any usage or repeating of the Sith language. So Mm -hmm. it was programming that went into all droids in the Republic. The technically he was built out... That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. But at. I wonder if in he his... was
0: commissioned like to some job at some point that he probably had to put it in place. Yeah. Okay. That's that. I I am really so, Brian. This is a great piece of it. Uh, basically,
1: they could get the memory out, but they have to wipe him to do it. And because they had to override the programming, and that overriding of the programming was going to wipe <laughs> his whole memory.
0: They have to, they have to do it and. Right as they're wiping him, like right before this little, um, this the amazing, the creature that steals the show. What's his name? Babu, Babu Freck. Yeah. Uh, right before Babu Freck wipes the mind of C-3PO, as the creature is about to do it, he goes, there's actually another way, and then just boom, he just powers down. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I was just like,
2: I, I want to know I what f- that I was. I feel like if this next thing is true... This this is what I don't like. I feel like that like it's the last one, so like you expect things not to go you know great. R two has a backup.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but the th- the thing is what? they they said earlier on before it came into play that they were gonna wipe him. Like this wasn't just some random. Like, yeah, it wasn't like MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Like before they do it, C three P like they ask him like three po why is this a big deal? Doesn't R two keep a backup of your memory? And he goes, yeah, but his. Like backups are notoriously unreliable.
0: Yeah. It would have been really funny if when he restored his memory he was missing things that made it comical. That, like, that R2 chose to wipe.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: That would have been, I feel like that would have been very r Also, it's only a
1: partial... Well, I, I don't know, I guess he could have had the backups from Pre... Because remember, at the end of 3, Bill Organa tells him to wipe uh, yeah, all um, of his memories prior to that. So technically his memories only really exist from the start of episode 4. Um, or... Sometime in between, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, they they take a while to pay it off, Brian. Like, it doesn't immediately get fixed. And they play some comedy with C-3PO basically being a brand new droid for... A brand new annoying C-3PO. Yeah, still the exact same <laughs> personality, just with none of the memories. Um, and, and also... My, my, he's my, my my oldest friend who <laughs> he's known for like three minutes. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. He's um, logistically, he is, yeah. Yeah.
1: He goes, uh, Babu Frick is my, my, my oldest friend. <laughs> but, uh, no, for a while, they play with him not knowing anything because, like, they're running and Poe's like, move your ass, 3 he goes, I don't think that's how someone who I've just met should be talking to me or something like that. <laughs> um, and they do it for a while, and then R2 restores his memory like at the beginning of the third act, basically. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have the memory of everything that happened from when he last left R2, which is early in the movie.
0: When Right before White Bane had this memory, uh, that scene that we got in the trailer, it had, so. I mean, we, we had kind of guessed what was happening? We knew. I think we had talked about it previously. We like, he, or maybe it was me and somebody else, but like, going, like, we thought it was going to be some sort of like getting into like an imperial system of some kind, uh, and it was going to cost us 3PO to do it. Oh, uh, I thought that was with you, maybe not, maybe, but, it, not, but anyway, like it. like, it was the, the the concept was pretty much there. It was just, it was, it was the, the Sith and not the Empire, or whatever. Yeah, 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 but, um. It was still that that line delivery of taking one last look at my friends was like it it, it was it was helping with making like like f- the feeling of finality in the storyline even yeah. though he gets it back which is good. I'm I'm glad he did. I'm yeah. glad he got it back. But uh, I don't know, it was just I'm not <laughs> you wanted it to be done.
2: I I feel like there wasn't enough loss in this movie.
1: What the hell was that? What's that? Is that an alarm oh, sounding on a that was a Star a door, a door closing. Here. That was, like, the, like, most, like, oldest, creepiest, haunted mansion <laughs> oh. creaking of a door ever. Uh, I... Yeah, but... No, I don't know. I, I'm... There was enough... I would agree with you. Well, I don't know whether or not, like, I personally had a desire for more bloodletting, per se, um, but I will agree with you that I'm surprised more people didn't die. That, like, we care about.
0: yeah. Oh, I got a quick well, quick question. That's Akbar's son. I believe so. Junior. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Was well, pretty, pretty he's
1: great, credited right? in IMDb as An Akbar. So. Oh, okay, cool, cool. That, that's. Fine. It was, I think, Aftab. It was like Captain Aftab Akbar. Or something nice. Right also, nice. I think the voice of that was Chris Terrio, the guy who co-wrote the screenplay with JJ. Oh, cool.
0: Sweet, sweet. All right, bro. What's next?
2: Um. Mm. So they they really flirt hard with Ray going bad. Ultimately, she remains good.
0: They, they I feel like they they hinted at like you know it's obviously a path that she could take. Um, I never felt in danger that she was actually going to get there though. No, but
1: they did con- credibly plant the seeds of showing her giving in in the middle third of the movie to her anger. Yeah. Um and She uses force lightning. That's um, true. In her anger. You know what I mean? It's not something that... Like, for instance, and this is spoilers for The Mandalorian. um, In episode 7, Baby Yoda uses force choke. Yeah. But I didn't view it as a malicious thing where it seems like he's too young to understand the difference between the different aspects of the force that he has available to him. Right. And he's using it. As a protection, not yeah. <laughs> in his rage, you know what I right, mean? Right, right. Um, though fear is an aspect of it as well, right? You can tap into the dark side of your sure. fear, you know. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but they show her rising frustration through the end of the first act and then through the second act. Um, and she's becoming reckless in the course of that time. And... She's becoming angry and hateful in that time, and she accesses the dark side of the force. Yeah. For sure. Which so is... that it is credible that she could have gone, and then she is presented with a choice.
0: I don't know what it was, though, about the execution, that I was never in fear that she was actually gonna get there. I thought that either she would come out on top, or she would die in the process, because I just never believed that that character would go bad.
1: Well, I never believed that she would go bad and stay bad.
0: Hmm, that's fair. Um... The scene that we had seen in the trailer with her with the double bladed flips uh, lightsaber thing that was kind of cool. That actually that that scene ended up being pretty cool. Uh, definitely, I uh, actually
1: wish we got a little
2: bit more.
0: Yeah, I agree. Wish we got more. It was definitely better done in the movie. I feel like they cleaned up a little bit of it. It looked a little bit it, choppy. It
2: sounds like a scene they had just for the trailer. Like that's why it was there to show something like that. Mm. That's what it sounds like anyway.
1: It ends up being somewhat it's, important.
2: It's more of like a force cave type
1: yes. thing. Also, one of the coolest new things that we've seen for like the usage of a lightsaber. Yeah. Um not not specifically the fact that it was sprung open, but she then closes it like scissors around a lightsaber. Yeah. To pin it. I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there there is some precedent for that um Jedi Master Pong Krell used it. Has a two lightsabers actually like that? Oh. Um, in the Clone Wars, he that's was pretty cool. he's a big hulking. I'm not sure what I forget what his race is, but he's got four arms. Ah, okay. And he carries two double bladed lightsabers. That's fun. Um, but they both when you first see him, I was like, huh? Now he's got huge fucking hands. But I was like, that's a huge like like thick grip to his lightsaber, and he's, you see he's got two of them. I was like, okay, that's cool that he's got fights with two lightsabers and then he goes and like pops it open he's got two double ones and he's flipping it between his like four arms I'm that's like, cool holy <laughs> shit <laughs> which awesome. is the type of thing you can do with them oh yeah them. yeah
0: for sure for sure oh um well now that we're in lightsaber territory those lightsabers were definitely lighter yes it definitely showed they look a lot better the the duels were were fun to watch
1: they firmly rested between prequels and original trilogy in yeah. The skill and choreography of the fight.
0: Jewel of the Fates will still be the wackiest, craziest, like, constant movement. Like, I love that.
1: My personal favorite is actually the beginning of the Anakin-Obi-Wan Yeah, that, one's, that 3. Was, that, that one's just kind of
0: like frenetic movement. Like, it's nonsense. <laughs> well, it's
1: the most incredible in that regard. Although the choreography of doing three people with four blades... um, Admittedly, two of them was joined, yeah. but still. Three people with four blades requires something but just the absolute like poetry of the two of them fighting each other and how it reveals actual characterization in showing you no matter how much more talented Anakin is than Obi-Wan that Obi-Wan is talented in his own right the high the ground. up against the wall this is prior to the high ground <laughs> um, but furthermore showing how closely they are linked and that each of them knows each other's every move Yeah, it's telling you a big story despite the fact that if you weren't paying close attention you might just think okay this is just over the top spectacle action which it is as well sure um, but the double meaning in all of that the, the visual storytelling there I, I found I've always found incredible I, I just
0: love it it's the it's the only one that feels a, a little bit like it feels as realistic as a lightsaber fight can feel in that there's never like one of those pause openings where like clearly the other person could have got you. Yeah. Because you know, they're constantly moving, blocking, hitting. Like it's it is it's But mess. they
1: also have a lot of set and reset, um, which is similar to some of the stuff from the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was much better than the lightsaber fighting we saw in seven and eight, which has been one of my disappointments.
3: Mm. Mm. <sighs> While
2: you're on lightsabers, Ray has a yellow lightsaber. Saber at the end yes, she
1: does and it's awesome the lightsaber switch is awesome <laughs> and also um she made it from the top of her staff yep you can see that the area where the actual emitter is is the same exact thing as the, the end of the staff that she carried
2: the, that's cool i feel like that was something that was kind of hinted at got... that like her staff was gonna do something with a lightsaber. I got
1: really excited.
0: Um, so in that scene, she first she lays out Luke and Leia's lightsabers, and she on like a mat. And I, I thought she was actually gonna fasten them into into a double bladed. or well, like after a step. playing, yeah, and I playing like like, it. would have been it would have been really cool. But then I was I was happy to see that she went the route of making her
1: own like
2: yeah. I think Although
1: I cool. I still keep wondering what happened to Luke's lightsaber. That's Anakin's lightsaber.
2: Didn't it break in the last one? No.
1: no. Anakin's lightsaber broke, and then she fixed it. Because she used oh. it this whole movie. Remember, that's Luke right. has his green-bladed lightsaber.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, uh, no, he uh, it, he probably threw it away or something. I suppose that's... Right? That's, I, I would guess.
1: Probably the case. Although it's a little odd that he kept Leia. well, so I guess the whole prophecy thing. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, I'm glad they did that. Yeah.
0: They showed, like, Leia training and stuff like that. That was cool.
1: I've had mixed feelings about using the faces of the younger actors in the series. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you put enough shadows over it and it looks fine?
1: No, no, no. I, I don't even mean the way it looks. I mean the choice to do it um, and what that choice represents. I actually liked it for that scene.
0: Yeah. I thought I thought it was pretty solid. What what's
2: next, Ray? Alright, so I guess one of the major things. Um Ray takes down the Emperor and like Luke in eight overexerts herself, basically dies, and then Kylo Ren uses the fucking force to heal her, but gives her like all of his life.
1: So that's and dies. That's not exactly true because you're conflating the thing with her and Luke and missing a crucial detail in that the emperor is able to gain his full power by draining the life force of both Ben and Ray, which has left her in an incredibly weakened state. Right. So the defeating of the emperor takes everything that's left that she had.
2: Okay. And then the last part of that was true.
1: So they, they talk about a concept in this movie um,
2: yeah, that, like, you have to give some of yours to heal, like, like that kind of crap. Well,
1: there's that, but actually, even more importantly, specifically, they fully finalize what the connection between Ben and Ray is. Uh, it's mentioned twice in the movie. Ben says it first, and then Palpatine recognizes it at the end. The two of them are a diode. The two of them are inextricably linked through the Force, Ray and Ben. So that is the very specific reason why, as they've said a couple of times in 7 and 8, with the rise of Kylo Ren, Rey also has to rise. And at first it was just treated as an aspect of the Force, the balance of the Force, right? Where Snoke says in 8, with great darkness, as great darkness rises, the light rises to meet it. Mm -hmm. But without net recognizing that it wasn't just the living Force that's choosing to give her this power to balance it its specific connection between the two of them that is making them a link
0: oh that's funny that you see i didn't see it that way uh i uh, i thought so far up to the point of the yeah light rising to meet at that part i thought it was actually snoke's folly of linking the two of
1: them that did it well i think he may have Solidified it. Solidified the connection. Mm. Okay. Um, by doing that, by manifesting that. Because you see that connection manifests itself. And that was something that I had mentioned earlier before we were talking about the spoilers. If there was a thing in the force that maybe you might want to be irritated to, the two of them are able to pass things across that connection. You
0: can't be irritated by that, but I'll explain in a minute.
1: That transcends time and space. Mm-hmm. Why can't I be upset about that? Because...
0: The force is everywhere. It surrounds us. It's, it's literally everything. Every molecule. It's everywhere. So you could theoretically move things but between should, them. It
1: has to come at a cost, though. I like that in the healing process, you have to give a part of yourself. Mm. A cost has to be extracted to do that. There has to be some sort of energy cost. If there's an energy cost for you to project a projection of yourself across the galaxy... There has to be an energy cost to project physical matter. One that's much more substantial than to project an image. A non-corporeal image that. should not cost the same energy that it does to pass physical matter across time. It's not, and space. it's not a
0: person or an organism though, it was just a physical object. Doesn't matter. I don't I mean you could say it doesn't matter. It's it's I don't know, it's not really What I'm saying is
1: that that's it doesn't have to fit our physics model. They've already set up their own physics model to explain it. It requires a tremendous amount of energy to create a non-tangible image across the galaxy. It requires an energy cost to heal someone. Then it should also have to... It has to cost something in energy to pass physical matter across time and space in a way that doesn't fit with the general physics of... The they already
0: showed physical objects being passed through the Force and Force Awakens.
1: What do you mean?
0: The dice. In the Force Awakens? Yeah. Uh, Luke, the Leia holds the dice. In The
1: Last Jedi. They're not real.
0: Last Jedi, sorry.
1: They're not real. Because she drops them and when Ben walks into the thing...
0: They eventually... They disappear. Fade, but... They're not real. It could be a similar principle. No, but she was holding them. It's a similar. It could be a similar principle.
1: But they're not real. It's an image. It's a projection.
0: But she's holding them.
1: She's holding the projection.
0: I'm not. I'm not sure that. When that, Ben that picks them up,
1: they immaterialize.
0: He picks them up though.
1: And he then can't they touch.
0: Fa- no, hang on. He can't touch Luke. He can touch the things. He can't touch Luke.
1: Well, then it's an inconsistency in what they made in the movie. The, the point is, they don't exist. Mm. I don't know.
0: I, I they thought, they are on the island with him physically. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I thought maybe like they the effort that it took to to move them there like broke when he when he went away. I don't know. I didn't really didn't really bother me too much. And the time I I don't think it's the same thing. I don't think you could relate the force projection of. Uh, I don't of, see how you
1: could do anything other
0: than of a, them. a living being. And a, I am a physical object. I think it has... I, I'm i okay with it. It doesn't bother me at all.
1: I'm not saying it bothers me per se, because they chose to expand the de- definition of the Force. Um, but that doesn't track with the other things that they're doing, is what I'm saying. I don't have a with problem But those
0: other things just got established.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is they end up being consistent, even from 8 to 9, when... Luke he says to to Ray, if you aren't strong enough to do this the effort would kill you then Luke Luke does it and it kills him mm-hmm. and then Leia does it and it kills her mm-hmm. those are all consistent between the two
0: yeah but it's much more it's much more it's a whole entire person and consciousness. It's not a physical object. I just feel like it's. But it's, it's that's it's not how apples and oranges.
1: No, but they, it's just a refraction of light. They're not. There's nothing is physically changing in that case. Then
0: it's a different process. Imagine it's,
2: how ridiculous this sounds in context. Right? It would <laughs> be
1: ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I I don't view I don't see how that can possibly be viewed as separate situations. I
2: think mm-hmm. in this fake
0: made up world, it can be. <laughs> I also think that they clearly are stating that that's the case. I actually think that, that, that thing, I was wondering what the hell she was doing with that lightsaber. I was like, we go with that. I, well, what? I also the one behind
1: him knows he has it. Well, the thing, the, the thing was, like, in this case, mm. they weren't that physically far from each other. I thought she was going to, like, yeah. You know, like, I just assumed she was putting it back here and he was going to use the force to pull it to him. Yeah, same. And then when she's just holding her hand back there, and it's like, ah, I'm like, M- what? yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I well, one thing that so like early they they set that up earlier with when he grabs the, um, the necklace, the off. necklace from her. One thing that bothered me about that was in the second scene where they're doing that little dance. She's holding the dagger, and he's just so focused on her face that he never looks like he could have known where she was for a much longer period of time. Until the...
1: Well, and that's another inconsistency in how they chose to do it, because they they weren't allowed to see each other's backgrounds, right? That was so, right. true of Eight and true of Nine. Um, but he gets hints, right, because he's he feels the water in Eight when it's, she's getting rained on. Something like that. She does. She's standing in the rain, and he, when they're done, he looks at his hand and there's, yeah, yeah. there's condensation all over his hand. Um... And in this case, can't see or whatever. Though things that she was holding or touching, he would be able to see. But then he sees the Darth Vader helmet. That was—I uh, think—that was a little bit more strange because it wasn't. He
0: didn't see it until it it hit the ground, which it almost seemed like it passed between their proximity. You know I guess. What I
1: mean? so, I, well, I guess what I'm saying is, um, I would have viewed it as being cons- consistent if. She like stumbled and she like put her hand on it to like balance herself because remember it's standing like waist high or whatever. Mm-hmm. If she like tripped and like grabbed it. Then totally understand. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I yeah. Uh, the, the just the the holding it seems to almost seems to be a proximity thing. Same with the water, right? Like that could also be a proximity thing. Well, the, the rain is hitting so,
1: her, so the exactly you know, so
0: so like. Uh, but her hitting, I don't know them. Them the two of them slicing through the thing. It I could guess be, that like, could the could extension be of case. them. Yeah. Which also like. That was one of those scenes in the trailer. Where I was like, "What does this mean?" And then when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool."
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, ultimately, I liked that whole scene. Yeah, that was, was
0: cool. cool. That was cool. Well, uh, Brian, where are we at with spoilers?
2: The, the last scene. So she goes back to Tatooine and uh, sees a forced ghost mm-hmm. of Luke and Leia, and then says her name is Rey Skywalker. Right. Yeah, I don't like that. I like that. I liked it. She chose imagine she said Ray Palpatine took out a red lightsaber and started killing people credits (laughs)
1: all of them slaughtered them like animals I mean think about it she she, doesn't think of herself as a Palpatine she was raised by two Skywalkers raised in the force by two Skywalkers again that's
0: what I was talking about earlier where I thought like that would have carried a lot more weight if she wasn't a Palpatine yeah I think like if she has no background Well because they they said the thing basically adopted.
1: They said the thing earlier, you know, what's your family name? And she says I don't have one. She was no one and had no family name and got to choose the one that she did because they were her real parents in the sense that they were parents to her. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think it has a little bit more power.
0: There was a little bit of a thin thread with like Finn nose.
1: I don't think he did. I think he's. I, I actually think he says that
2: because uh, he has a secret that he never gets out. Yeah. yeah.
1: What? What did you say? I read that. I said I actually think he said that to hurt Poe. The two of them are butting heads at that point. Okay. Well, I don't know. Um, he
0: says it a couple times though, doesn't he?
1: Well, that specifically, like.
0: I think he knows.
1: It's possible. But um, I just don't
0: understand why he would know. The
1: only reason it would make sense is if, like, he was the only person that Leia trusted the information to. In case something happened to her. Yes. Because I mean, she knows a that... headed and then... Well, no, no. Yeah. The specific relationship between Finn and Rey. Mm. Like, they uh, care about each other.
0: That's true. Also, uh, uh, Finn is clearly Force-sensitive to some degree.
1: Well, they certainly tipped that off at the end, yes.
0: Yeah. I liked that.
1: Also, it... It Validates
0: the lightsaber fight, yes, which, which is, I have been saying this whole time. So,
1: oh, well, uh, it's funny because I remember I was more staunch about that, and you seemed less offended by it. I wasn't,
0: I, I wasn't offended. I just said that I, I claimed that it just means that he has he's in tune with okay. the force
1: because I was saying,
2: which made more sense with the end of Last Jedi that it's in everyone, but whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's always been possible for it to be anyone, yeah. not, not all Jedi and sith are skywalkers or palpatines um though in this they are uh (laughs) well from one through well one through three at least and everything in the expanded even in the whatever you know clone wars rebels um the canon expanded universe will say um yeah you don't have to be a skywalker or palpatine to have the force Mm -hmm. um
2: I want to leave it with. So it seems like you know two weeks leaked were somehow pretty, all pretty true accurate. for the most part. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so we
0: for the hot thing. Things, maybe deleted
1: scene, deleted
0: Tatooine scene I or guess something. So, I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Not,
2: I'm um, really not that important. Right, but I want to. I want to leave you guys with a quick gaming minute before you guys dive oh, deeper okay. into this. Um. Apple Arcade stuff, ballistic baseball. I had a review that we didn't publish yet, and it was pretty negative. <laughs> they put out an update today, <laughs> and what a what a redemption story! Really? It's uh, they changed pretty much every problem I had. Um, I'll get into that more in a written piece. Um, Frogger that they put out sucks. Uh, <laughs> I finally Spaceland was one of the first Apple Arcade games I started. I never really. Like, I liked it, but couldn't get into it. Nice, it. Finally, yeah, yeah, I'm finally deep in, into that. It gets really, really good, cool. which makes for some really cool things. Like, quick example, um, some levels, like, your characters, is not permadeath, they could die. Mm-hmm. But some levels require certain characters to be alive at the end, gotcha. which turns into some pretty epic sacrifices. Nice. Like, let me just lead this guy away and die so this one can that live. Game, I only
0: played a little bit of it, but that game was fun.
2: Yeah, um at the game awards they announced um or revealed the new game that was like out now Ultimate Rivals it's a uh, a hockey game Yeah, did you play? Like it? an arcade yeah. hockey game? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, okay. it's got real real players not just hockey yeah, players, just basketball players <laughs> like it's 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 interesting. It's, it's very fast, almost too fast where I lose track of what's going on. Mm-hmm. But really good. Um Stephen Universe uh, Unleash the Light. No idea what Steven Universe is, but that's a damn near perfect game if you like turn based RPGs.
0: It was a TV show. I think it was a cartoon or something. Al had brought it up on like the uh, uh, somebody's list of like the top fifty TV shows of the
2: decade or something like that. Well, Um. And my last thing I will say: Max Payne totally holds up.
0: Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's
2: absolutely holds would... up. It's
0: I would play
2: that again. Um, you can get on your phone for $3 and use a controller and or your iPad. Oh. Use a controller and it works amazing. That's exactly how I played it. Holds up terrific.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, did you play all of them?
2: Um, I did. I don't remember two. But, and I remember three, but I don't remember two. Three was basically um, the movie Man on Fire but Max Payne. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the movie Man on Fire, but Max Payne. That is, yep. uh, that is that, that was three. certainly a description.
0: <laughs> yep. I've been uh, playing oh, yeah. this game. I, I don't know. I can't. I was just like, open my phone to see if I could read the title of it, but it's cut off. But it's too long. But it's like, it's super impossible impossible, dot, dot, dot. Basically, it's just like these tracks and you're rolling over. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, for whatever reason, I'm
2: like weirdly hooked on it. Yeah, it, it's it's a good one. <laughs> okay. But alright guys, enjoy your deeper thoughts on the movie. Thank you, Brian, <laughs> thanks for tuning in for Spoilercast. <laughs> Have a good night. You
0: too. Where were we? With that, with Brian's exit, we crack another beer. Cheers. Cheers. This is New Belgium accumulation.
1: Yes. Um it's got snow on it.
0: There's a box there if you want to oh. if you want the story. Is that what you were pointing to before? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to just read it off the bottle. Um, I wasn't okay. sure if it was all there. Uh, it's a special release from New Belgium. Uh, it's got... It looks like a some sort of trailer covered in a snowdrift. It's a white IPA. Flurries of mosaic and amarillo hops bring soft fruit and citrus flavor followed by a layer of bitter in our seasonally suited white IPA. Um says we should drink it fresh and cold. should, should pour be. it into a pristine glass, which we did not do. Yeah,
0: it's also cold-ish.
1: It's cold-adjacent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do it because I love you. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, wait, We're okay. going
0: to actually cheers this one, because, dude, we just saw the finale of the Skywalker saga.
1: That's interesting. White IPAs I've always found to be a bit of a conundrum to me
0: I'm a fan of this one um I will say fresh glass would have been the way to go
1: yes
0: there's definitely something going on in here uh, cause I've had two of these already I feel the conflict within it the, yeah <laughs> the dark and the light rise to meet it uh <laughs> uh but no it's 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 tasty it's got the flavors that I like it's got the it's got the look that I like in my beer uh it's definitely I mean it's tasty as fuck yeah it's <laughs> It's definitely affected by the beer that was previously in the glass, though.
1: No, but that actually would be something that would go on with a white IPA like that.
0: No, there's there's something else though, because like I said, I've had I had these before. Oh, there's but also I also drank them out of the bottle. I know that that makes a difference sometimes. Mm. But uh, that's a good one. It's a good uh, it's good, a good second beer for a our lot. show. Careful there, don't knock that down. Yeah, uh, don't knock down the shoddy table that I have,
1: which is a speaker on top of another speaker. It's two
0: amps, absolutely. It's, it's perfect though the microphone is at the exact right height
1: yeah and distance yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting twice as far away and we sound like we're the same exactly <laughs> exactly.
0: oh man that little creature made me so happy
1: he was a funny little guy he said things
0: sometimes he spoke English
1: and sometimes he very much did not it
0: was just when he shows up or she I don't know the gender of the, of the creature I
1: assumed it was supposed to be a, a guy but it was definitely voiced by a girl
0: Okay, so she when she shows up in the in the ship when her head pops up, I was like,
1: "Yes, she joined the fight." Wish, so wish we got a little bit more Zori Bliss, but it's just because I'm a Carrie Russell fan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, that um,
0: when the fleet shows up, the Resistance fleet. That was that was pretty cool. I thought it was going to be a little bit more impactful than it was. I thought we were going to get some faces. Or it something.
1: Was, well, we got we got a couple. We got Zori and Babu. We got Wedge, who really confused you. <laughs> yeah, it. You know what it was? I, I, the
0: actor looked like Anthony Daniels.
1: Well, I guess a that's bit.
0: why I was like. First of all, I thought that would have been really cool to give his face into the movie. Yeah. Um. But because like, he's he kind of looks like, exactly like that right now.
1: It was nice that they gave Anthony Daniels a lot to do in this one. Yeah. He didn't have much to do in seven and eight.
0: I was trying to think of him in eight he, like, gets excited when R2 comes back online, and in 7 he shows up with a red arm for, like, a scene, right? Is he really in it much after that?
1: Uh, he shows up with a red arm, and then back at the base on... What the hell is that place called? Dakar? I guess it's car. Um, he has a couple of lines with BB-8 mm. saying how the map is incomplete and saying how R2 going right. been asleep. Um, but his excitement at R two coming back online is actually the very last part of eight, um, because then R two jumps on the Millennium Falcon right. with, um, and then in eight he has the very last part of seven. Yeah, um, at eight he has some scenes at the end when they're on. Uh, oh, That's and then he's right. part of the mutiny. He's That's an right. Inadvertent part of the mutiny because he tries to leave. He says, this is not proper protocol. (laughs) And then the the door starts getting cut, and he goes, this is also not proper protocol. (laughs) Um, And then he has the whole thing, crystal caves at the end. Um, So yeah, he got a little bit more to do in 8, but still not much.
0: Yeah, but he was definitely in it. He was in it enough in this movie. It
1: was a good send-off for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Uh, Oh man, it's just, I I really, I I had a lot of fun. Uh, I was super entertained. Um, I really thought Maz was gonna make out with Chewie at the end there.
1: Yeah! That was, I, I like that she gave him a medal finally.
0: That was, that was pretty great. Yeah. There were a couple things that they did there. Oh, let's talk about some of those, like, uh, keep things alive from 8 or, like, kind of dismiss them. So, they, I liked the idea of, uh, when the character was, like, I, I don't know what the character's name was, but he was like, let's pull, like, a, like, we gotta pull a Hondo move. I thought that was actually kind of cool to, like, nod to her, shoot, like, Shooting the ship through all of the fleet. Hold Holdo, yeah. hold on. Sorry, uh, shooting the through all of the fleet, and he's like, "That was like a one in a million <laughs> thing." Yeah. I was like, "All right, that's that's fair." It, it, it's not, but like that's fair. It's that you a had
1: weirdly to... heavy-handed. Okay, guys, we heard you complain about it. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Though at the end of the day, like when
0: it, it when it happens in eight, it's like, "Oh, that makes a lot of sense." Why haven't we tried that? um but i i do think this they they could probably get around like logistics of like you have to be a certain distance and do it yeah and it would make sense because they were doing a lot of those jumps the 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 uh hyperspace skipping that was a great scene
1: it reminded me of um actually there was a handful of things in this that reminded me of the guardians movies but mm. it reminds me of when they're doing <laughs> it in guardians too <laughs> yeah
0: you jump through all the gates and their eyes are about to explode yeah that no, that was that was fun
1: although it's like I don't know why it should have been necessary, because they shouldn't have been able to track with just TIE Fighters. What do you mean? They were doing it so that they wouldn't be tracked through hyperspace. Yeah. They shouldn't have been able to be tracked by TIE Fighters. I
0: think we're just supposed to accept that they've, like, in the amount of time, like, they had this tech that was able to do what it did. They probably have advanced it since then to do some sort of
1: I suppose that's so. just that's the type of thing that you need an absurd amount of power for, that needs to be like have its own dedicated processes because the whole point of them having to hack it, and shut it off from the main bridge in eight was because you couldn't just switch off a switch somewhere you had to disable the whole process mm-hmm. at its core, um, and that it's something that only basically a capital ship could handle. Um, I like that and also. It fits in with the mythology of TIE Fighters, because TIE Fighters aren't supposed to be able to jump to hyperspace. Yeah. At all. Let alone track someone through hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a consistency throughout all the movies in the past. It was it was an important distinction that they didn't give engines that powerful to it, and so that it forced TIE Fighters, they couldn't desert because they couldn't just jump off on their own. They had to go back to yeah. the Star Destroyer in order to make the jump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a, I, I imagine there, it's a, we've gone far beyond what TIE Fighters have been, but.
1: suppose that's possible. There's
0: no explanation, but I'm not like, I'm not offended.
1: No, I'm not offended. It's just a little one of those, it just kind of like rankled me a, a little bit. It made
0: for some really cool scenes, though.
1: It did. The The, the skipping thing was interesting. You, also,
0: the ship's on fire. Whole ship. The whole ship's on fire back there. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped the tree on my droid? <laughs> Poe was very funny in this movie. Yeah. And he's been very funny this entire...
1: Yeah, but they gave him more opportunity to flex his... Who talks
0: first? You talk? I talk? Who talk? <laughs> uh,
1: Well, as good as that, the opening scene in, in 8 is... is It gets me every time. Is Hux there? You know, pasty fella? <laughs> Let's talk about Hux. Uh,
0: when he kills the three stormtroopers that are about to kill uh our... Uh, a lovely band of of rebels. Uh, <laughs> Poe, Finn, Chewie. Yes. Did be the with them? No. He's at the ship. Yes. Uh, when he's about to, when they're the stormtroopers are about to execute them, and then Hux kills the three of the stormtroopers, and like he's letting them go. I'm like, huh? Like this is weird chain of events. I was like, hmm. That's very out of character. And then when it was basically like it was, it was there was no noble intention there. It was just like it was, it was more of like a whiny, like
1: I want control of the of the order. Well, I never <laughs> expected it to be noble. Yeah. Um, I assumed it was going to be his own version of a life raft or playing both sides. Um, I'm not at all surprised to find that it was literally just a middle finger to Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. Um, but to see him so boldly say. I don't care if you win. I just want him to lose. Yeah, is pretty funny. Um,
0: also, Finn, she shoot me in the arm, and Finn blasting his leg was really that was he's so Finn so sassy. I love it.
1: Yeah, well, he's gotten <laughs> increasingly sassy over the over the course of the series, which I guess is the transformation from stormtrooper to real human being. Right? Yeah. Um, I was also surprised with just how quickly, Allegiant General Pride decided. Done. Nope. Yeah, I see what's happened here. Bang! <laughs> I mean, I, it makes you wonder what costs, like, must he have extracted from himself to have, what, did he have to lose an arm? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, what would have then put him, you know, to the rest, like, eh, maybe it wasn't him, you know what I mean? Right, right.
0: Like, uh, I think it's just that he probably, like, s- suspected him because he, he constantly was giving him side eye.
1: It's funny because when they introduced it early on, you have to expect it's probably Hux because he's just in that position. Um, and he seems to have turned from being, you know, a rabid cur who's, um, a true believer to, you know, a beaten dog now. Um, but when they first introduced that, you know, little like cast of characters of all the generals sitting around together, I was basically 50-50 split between what, is it Hux or is it Pride? Mm. Because it could have been just as easily either one of them.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I will say that I didn't actually... I, in hindsight, like, I should have seen it coming, but I didn't, because I just assumed they were doing, like, a character introduction of some kind, and that it was going to be somebody that we know, that's, like, I don't know, in a Stormtrooper outfit, or, like, somehow has access. I didn't think I didn't think that when it was they, actually somebody in the room. When
1: they first set it up, um, they mentioned a the spy a couple of times. We hadn't seen Rose at that point. I had wondered if she'd gone undercover.
0: Oh, interesting. interesting. And then we
1: see her on the cool. planet eventually and before we find out who they are. Yeah. So yeah. obviously we know
0: it's not the oh, case. Oh, when they're in that, uh, that I guess I don't know briefing room like what, whatever it is uh, I like how I feel like when they were when they were doing that scene they were like they were like like thinking about like how are we going to do this how are we going to do this it's like uh, he's going to get pissed at him uh, and he chokes him you know a throwback the original movie he's gonna choke him but and then what they're does that like, look
1: like in 2019
0: and then you're know, like no no not, not big enough not big enough let's choke him and throw him into the ceiling and then somebody else was like yeah but make it effortless <laughs> and i was like we got it that's what i'm
1: saying <laughs> what, 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 the sensibilities of that scene from 77 but with the technological things we can do in 2019 <clears throat> what does that look like it's oh i'm gonna toss him like a rag doll yeah with the force and also Grabbing a guy and throwing him into the ceiling has been a big mood for Star Wars for the last few years. Mm-hmm. See Vader at the end of Rogue One. See Jarrick Paul in Jedi Fallen Order um, just effortlessly tossing dudes into the ceiling.
0: What I like about it most, I think, is that it tracks with some of the... It, like The first time that we see Kylo in Force Awakens and he's like able to do this pretty intense stop of... Blaster bolt in midair and keep it there while continuing to go about his business, and then eh, and then it lets it go <laughs> like that. I think that was kind of cool. Yeah. Like to, to to revisit that to some degree. Uh, that, that was fun. Whose ship is this? That was also funny. The, it's like, oh no, guys, get out of there! Wait. <laughs> when uh when uh the, I can't think of the, the guy's name that ends up like basically leading the fleet that. On the for for um for the emperor, what's his name?
1: Oh, a Legion General Pride.
0: Yeah, when Pride goes and when when uh Kat down on the planet, and he uh, goes into the hangar and he sees the ship and he's like, "Who ship is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is, at that point, I still that's still before we find out who the spy is, and it actually was, I think, something in the column of I wondered if that was the case mm-hmm. if he was going to find some way. To smuggle something off with them or something like that, you know what I mean, or yeah. engineer their escape for them, you know what I mean.
0: No, I I kind of wish that I, I maybe it does. I I feel like when they usually when they say numbers or things like that, they mean something in some context. Like they're just like a nod to something. I feel like sometimes, yeah. Um, I do you know if Chewy cell meant anything? I don't remember the number.
1: I don't know if it means anything because I don't. Remember. Yeah, I, I, like I, I like. Actually, did you they know. even say the number?
0: They did. I don't. They remember. did. I think it was like three digits. But I I don't know I thought maybe they would have like used the same salt number from like uh, New Hope or something like that but they they didn't and that's why I was curious if maybe it was something because in New Hope it was like one one three eight was like a thx thing uh, well it's thirteen THX. thirteen right uh, no one one three eight that was it yeah cell block one one three eight that's what they're taking yeah. we? Um but anyway that was that scene when the Falcon turns on the engines and blows all the stormtroopers back. How good was that? Like, there were some really fun visual things that they did in this movie. Oh,
1: the one thing that's, like, unquestionably true is, it, it, much in the same way, I felt this way to a certain extent in both 7 and 8, but especially 7, cinematography in this movie is really great. Um, and I'm assuming it's the same person, because there's a lot of the same visual sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, there were some similarities in 8, too, and I think 8 looks great, too, just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um... Like, I think some of the visuals on Crate are incredible. Yeah. Um, and obviously, the standout scene, and it's an audiovisual treat, is, um, the scene with Haldo's last stand. Um, I I remember when we were in the theater for that, my jaw dropped. Yeah.
0: So, the the immediate cut of sound. Yeah. And then the the, like, the black and white. Oh, God, that was so cool.
1: Um... But yeah, no, I thought... I mean, the chase through the ice was incredible. <laughs> moving through the nebula, even the way they shot that first scene with with, with Ren fighting those people on that planet. Um, he killed all the Ninja Turtles
0: in that scene. He did. It was all rough. All the
1: Ninja Turtles. Um, the, the scenes on Exegol were incredible.
0: I just love... Uh, they do this thing where they create these structures and these scenarios that, like, you know it's supposed to be, like, a creepy like place that we just don't fully understand and they I don't know how they get to like how they make that mental leap to designing something that fits that, right? Like this gigantic block that floats slightly above the ground and then this elevator shaft that goes down and like flanking the elevator shaft
1: with some of the similar visuals to stuff in Malachor and
0: yeah. It, it, uh, but even that, though, like, it's just coming up with that is so interesting to me. Like, I don't know, like, I, if I was to, like, design something in my head, I don't think I would ever make it to that. Yeah. Like, to be, like, this, like... It, and, it, like, it has such gravity to it. Also, what was the thing above the ground? Was it, What was that structure?
1: I think it's just part of the superstructure of the temple Temple. Yeah,
0: okay. That was interesting. Um, there's a scene when Rey is down in that temple... And like, there's a lot of lightning cracking underground, which is unsettling. And <laughs> and then there's like a never narrow passageway. And I was like, this is Jedi full in order, not. <laughs> I was Are about, they loading the rest of the movie?
1: <laughs> I was thinking about that a couple times too. I was like, this kind of reminds me of some of the like moving around and stuff, like sneaking through things and stuff like that.
0: It, there's a lot. I feel like I can't place my finger on them it, right now. But in the moment, there were things that I was like. Well, wow, like Jedi Fallen Order like nails certain pieces of theme that, like you know, not just Star Wars, like specifically that are here present in this movie. And I was wondering if they had maybe had access to storyboards or something to get some of that feel of like what they were gonna do with the dark side, like just to kind of to, to, to make that game as like feel as cohesive as it does.
1: Yeah. But. Um, it's a good question. I mean, obviously they had to be given some access. They had to be given approval by the, the Lucasfilm story group mm-hmm. um, so it's obviously a collaborative process between the game studio and you know Lucasfilm itself um, I don't know um, I got some of the similar vibes too I think maybe it's just because I've been in that game so deeply yeah. lately and, and it's just Star that the game Wars really nailed it and yeah, yeah, and it's something that you and I have marveled at since early on in our experience playing that game is it looks and feels right Yeah, um, in so many ways
0: yeah oh man
1: that that what i was alluding to earlier in our discussion about things that it did feel like were kind of a big Mm. jump um that i liked um and they didn't really have much impact in the sense of the narrative or the characters per se but just it wasn't something i could have envisioned seeing in some of the previous installments specifically on mexico when they're Getting ready. Are you
0: choosing to do an O or an L? How do you do this? It is an L. I looked at oh, it. you looked at that? Okay.
1: It's E X O G O
0: L. We had that conversation yeah, before, before the show. We... How do you say this word? Yeah, E X O G O L. Um, oh, G. I was hearing a C in there the whole time.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, it's G. That's a little hard. It can sound like a C, whatever. Um. But, uh. Caraf, giraffe.
0: I'm <laughs> no. It's a soft <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some of the that whole sequence where they're setting up the ritual where there's chanting and then we see thousands and thousands of hoods. We had no idea. Yeah, what was that about? We had no idea. We knew there was obviously a pretty dedicated cult that revived Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, But I assumed that meant there was going to be like ten creepy dudes or something like that. Not Thousands of them. Yeah,
0: like a stadium full. In,
1: yeah, in an arena. And at first, I actually thought, was this supposed to be kind of a more ethereal situation where it seems like there's people there, but it's actually, as he said, the, he houses a thousand generations of Sith. I wondered if it was kind of the... They're not really there, but meant to be a trick of the mind of the manifestation of all yeah. of these previous generations of Sith. Or... As the sequences continue to unfold, it seems more like they are really
0: right. there. Especially with, like, there were certain scenes of like, them kind of getting blown away.
1: Well, that, that is by the time it's done, when, when she destroys it all, you're seeing rocks land among the bodies. Yeah. And it's fucking shit up, so they are there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, But a lot of those visuals with, like, you said, the underground lightning and the, the this Sith temple around them, all of that sort of stuff was... Not, that didn't look like anything I've seen in Star Wars before. And mm-hmm. that, that's meant to be a compliment. Like, it's, I thought that there was some really cool shit going on with that whole situation. The idea of this ritual getting into, you know, the not just the mysticism of the Force, but the practices of that aspect of the Force, which we don't know a lot of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it goes into something you and I talked about through Fallen Order about there's an old a whole other aspect of the force that's magic, essentially. From right. Star Wars. That's not recognized as light or dark per se. The green, you know, the green side of the force. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> um, to see some of these other things, we saw a little bit of the Church of the Force, right, in Rogue One, and it's been mentioned in some other um, pieces here and there um, about people who practice who recognize and rever the force even if they're not force sensitive themselves um, or people who are force sensitive but aren't force users per se um but those are tied to the jedi not the sith mm-hmm. but to see the kind of the mirror image of that um was really cool i thought
0: yeah it was it was i just like that they're able to do something like that and it's um it doesn't it it, it fits like right it doesn't it, it it's new but it fits. It doesn't make you take a mental leap to get to where they got. Like, it's it it works in the context. of something you haven't seen. Like to, to come up with new things like that within this context and for it to land, I feel like, is impressive. And-
1: I'm still a little confused about how one houses a thousand Sith and then like ensures that they will transfer it to the person killing them. Like Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. engineering a scenario in which You know, if you told me that someone wanted it, that they could steal it, sure. But then it's like, no, I just want to get rid of you. Yeah. I don't want... This isn't a transaction. I'm killing you. Right. Yeah. Really, you don't have to pay me back with anything else. I I choose to reject your Sith.
0: Yeah. uh, So one of the things I was trying to... The Sith
1: are an STD. Oh, God. (laughs)
0: You contract the Sith. (laughs) Uh,
1: I contracted a wicked... Case of the Sith.
0: It sounds like an SD-Day. Right. Um. God, I uh, one of the things that I was trying to uh, to figure out here. I they gave us an answer from what I what I gathered, and it, it's not. I don't think it's too much of a leap. They gave us an answer to who Snoke was because they he had a whole bunch of Snokes in a tube. I assume so he cre- he just created Snoke to be like this embodiment.
1: It seems like it, and you know what. You could fall on the case of that being an underdeveloped storyline. I actually kind of like that being a show don't tell mm-hmm. like sort of situation, and
0: I like the mis- like the mystique around it. They just
1: yeah, I'll confess it's something that one of the big points of difference that I've had with my brother on eight was he's like we don't know who S- Snoke is, we don't know where he came from, blah blah blah. Like like I want to know. I just don't think it mattered. Mm-hmm. that much, and a lot of people got hung up on it, like, no, no, we need to know. And it's like, I guess that's the biggest issue I've had with people who've been angry about 7 and 8. Um, when did Star Wars become accounting? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm guilty of it at times. I, yeah, yeah. To a certain extent, that was true, even of our conversation slightly earlier, about yeah. um, being able to snatch things through the force or whatever. I, and the only reason it irritated me is because it seems like they've pretty clearly delineated a framework for it. Even if they don't give you all the specifics, even if you can't do the math yourself, mm-hmm. you can see the framework of how that works. This is a
0: rich... This This is like a gigantic universe with a rich history, and we're showing you a story. No, we're not telling you that story. That's not what this is about. This person exists, and that's it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't that big of a well, deal. Well, and
1: I think sometimes...
0: And if you hate that, then you also hate Empire and Jedi. Because... Well, that's,
1: that's the thing. is, I think sometimes we forget where we came from yeah. as Star Wars fans. The Emperor just shows up. The Emperor just shows up. Boba Fett was just a dude in armor. Mm-hmm. Like, people love Boba Fett. It's one of the abiding mysteries of this world. And I mean literally real world, not just Star Wars. Yeah. Based on precisely what? It looks cool. And so like, when you lose that you lose the magic of Star Wars fandom, right? When you can't when you can't uncouple the desire to know more and the desire to enjoy what you have. Mm-hmm. Right? That those two things can and should for the most part be mutually exclusive. And there's going to be things and there are th- things that become plot holes and there's things that you can find a way to explain around. Um, that'll work better for some people that won't work for others. And that that's all fine. And that all exists within the realm of discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I always wanted to know more about Snoke. But I also recognized pretty early on after he died that it doesn't matter.
0: In the context of what we're watching or dealing it with. Really it really
1: doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, and that's one of the things that they change in 9. By immediately and at the beginning... Giving you Palpatine. Palpatine exists. Again. Um, That is a failing of this storyline because Kylo Ren made for a more compelling villain. As much fun as I have with Palpatine, as much fun as I have with Ian McDiarmid's take on Palpatine, Hmm. uh, in the end I was excited to go towards what does Nine look like with Kylo Ren as the main villain. And he's then immediately relegated back to being a supporting character.
0: Yeah, there, there is also something to say about that, of like, yeah, like, Kylo Ren is like this, he, he's on the level, he's more of a, it's more of like a toe-to-toe fight, it would be by the end, between him and Rey, if that were the case. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, I always kind of liked this idea of, like, going back and thinking about it, like, the, like Luke going after Vader and, and the Emperor. If it was Rey going after uh, Kylo Ren, it's like the dog chasing the car thing, if you kill him, that's not great, right? Like, that's not really what we're going for. So what are you going to do when you get there? I kind of liked the, that dynamic, and like you're not really getting that with Well,
1: his... and it requires strong writing, mm-hmm. right? It requires someone with a greater imagination than you or I has sure. to be able to say, okay, so what does the dog do when they catch the car? Yes. Um, And that's hard. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Fucking making these movies is hard. Yeah. You have to be able to do it to give us a satisfactory story. And the thing is, I actually think there exists a scenario where you can make this work and still include Palpatine. And actually, the model works something similar as kind of a co-opting of the storyline you see in Fallen Order with the Wanderer. If he invited an unrecognizable Palpatine as an advisor... Who then tries to supplant him and regain his throne? Mm-hmm. That could be really compelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where Kylo Ren is the main bad guy, not realizing Palpatine is pulling the puppet strings. Mm-hmm. That he's not told in the beginning of the movie. I've been pulling your strings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where yeah. at the end, it's revealed to him that under with 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 his focus on Rey. And the whispers in his ear by Palpatine, that he doesn't realize that his kingdom and castle have been stolen out from underneath him, and that he was sold a bill of goods to begin with, and then him and Ray align to. I would find that to be a more compelling story.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. One of the, uh, I'm not mad that it didn't go here, but one of the things I because I liked I liked the way it played out, but one of the things that I thought was actually happening was I thought that. Kylo has already proven that he is he can be tricky, right? Like he he tricked Snoke and he killed Snoke. I thought that he was gonna uncover the plan and he was gonna kill the Emperor and become I thought he I actually thought he wasn't gonna be good until this whole thing like went down. Like I just feel like he I thought he was gonna somehow like I thought he was gonna be angry and take over to some degree.
1: Well, I think they painted themselves into a bit of a corner because I think you could have done something like that, forcing, you push Leia's sacrifice to later in the movie. Yeah. But then, it's a zero-sum game. To do that, you have to undermine Poe's development, which they actually carried through really admirably from 8. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had problems with with both the big picture characterization of Poe and the specific narrative choices it took to get there. Um, I didn't. Have a problem with really any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, me neither. I actually liked most of it, or at least he,
0: understood it all. M- my only problem around Poe is people withholding information from him. Like the guy can do things; just tell
1: him what's up. <laughs> He's fine. Well, in the case of Finn, <laughs> that makes much more sense to me. Whereas I still hold that all of the people complaining about Haldo not giving his plan, I I I reject that narrative. I reject it. Reject what? Um, people complaining about Haldo not telling him his her her plan.
0: I reject it only I, I I'm sorry, I don't reject it. I, I agree that I, I think that he she should have been a little bit more open with him only because he's been capable and he's known to do crazy things. Like almost like choose to bring him into the fold to not fuck up this whole thing. Because he can also he can be a tremendous ally if he knows if he's in the loop. But she doesn't know that because they don't have a prior relationship. Yeah, I guess that's right.
1: I guess I would have thought thought that
0: Leia would have actually, like, conveyed that to her to some degree. Because clearly they have a rapport.
1: I suppose so. But, furthermore, as she says right off the bat, Leia's last act was to demote you. Mm -hmm. Rightfully so. And, like, you took it on the chin because you knew it was the right move to demote you. Because you done fucked up, kid. Yeah. Um, so now go sit down and do what you're told. And also, by the way, crisis situation here? Maybe don't undermine me. You know, the way that a chain of command works.
0: I think, I don't know, there's there's something to be said, though, for, like, they're not a real military. But
1: they they act like one.
0: They... Kind
1: of? I mean, listen, they have the ranks, and I admit... They don't promote in the way a normal military does. Like Finn became a battlefield general in the same way that that Han and Lando did. <laughs> um, I never understood it then and I still don't understand it now. Um, so, you know, although I did like general. General. <laughs> 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 I did think that was a little funny.
0: I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you too. I need you. <laughs> Great scene. <laughs> I need
1: you to, I need you to, to, to uh, help me commend. Okay, first of all, thank you, bud.
0: Yes, their uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> their relationship is so. They, those two, those actors, I feel like they have a really good chemistry. Did
1: you see any of the? Did you see that video that that um, he put out the other day? Who? Uh, John Boyega. No, I thought I, I meant to send it to you and Brian. Maybe I didn't send it to you. We did. <laughs> I I may have. I don't remember. Um, it was a <laughs> John Boyega he was like narrating it in old like English style because like, obviously he's like British like he's got the accent right but he's like very prim and proper in his like English and he's like took out his like feather quill like uh like quill <laughs> and he's writing a letter dear Poe no not dear Poe dear um what's I can't even think of his name right now um and I love him the, the actor Oscar Isaac yeah Oscar Isaac yeah dear Oscar you know? <laughs> dear <Mr>. Oscar <laughs> yes and he's inviting him to the premiere with him <laughs>
0: That's so good. I love Oscar. Isaac. He
1: goes, I've sent you many texts and I've heard no response. If this is the only way that I can communicate with you, you
0: know? Oh my god, that's so funny. The whole ship, everything's on fire back there. That's, <laughs> that really got me. I can't wait to see this movie. Again. I know,
1: small note, and we're kind of starting to now jump around a bit. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of the yellow lightsaber. I oh, yeah. wish we would have gotten some actual screen time with it. I love that they finally did it in a movie, not just in a show, they mm-hmm. did it in a movie, because they've even been pretty tight with letting other people have other color lightsabers in the shows and games, um, although games have been pretty free with it, but um, I love blue and green lightsaber- lightsabers. It's great. it a little variety in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Part of it is, I think, a recognition of the idea of, despite the fact that they kind of fell back on, well, you know what? And that's not even really undoing anything with 8, because by the end, Luke backed off his The Jedi Need to Die thing. Um, I think, you know, it was really about driving home the message of, stop getting caught up in the rules, go do good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go be a Jedi. Stop worrying about, you know, well, I have go, to do this. And go, go do good things, you, guys.
0: You just, you're you really pulled on heartstring there. There's a, a two, did you watch Boy Meets World? Not really. So there's a, I think it's towards the end, Feeney, their teacher, then principal, then a college professor. <laughs> He's always with them. Uh, He's not sa- Bob Golick? He said, what?
1: Weird no, because there's 0% chance you would have known that. Uh, <laughs> I think he, the guy who played him was a professional football player. Really? Maybe, unless it was a different teacher or I'm thinking of a different show, but one of the Bobby different... shows. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I think that might have been him. That's really What's funny. What's the
0: uh, Well, in the show, it's George Feeney.
1: I'm just
0: gonna look up. Yeah, the scene. so there's a scene where he, uh, so he's a teacher. He's kind of proper. He's a, he's always teaching them lessons, school lessons, life lessons. He's a great character in the show. But uh, in one like in one very moving scene, he goes, um, he he's like telling them something, and it's, like they are like moving on to like the next stage of their life. I think it might have been the finale. I could be wrong, but he says, um, "Do good," and. Tipanga goes, don't you mean, do well? And he's like, no. And I like, I always love that.
1: <laughs> I was wrong. That wasn't him. I, I don't. Remember. He's in one of those. It was either, um, Boy Meets World* or was *Saved by the Bell*. He was a teacher or a principal in one of those two shows.
0: It could have been Boy Meets World*. There was another principal, uh, another teacher in uh, that okay. was like, uh, that was more fit. That could have been. um... I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to get to the bottom of that because I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. Because I watch both of those shows, so I probably know who you're talking about. Okay. But, uh, Yellow Lightsaber. Very cool. Uh, here's the thing. I actually had to ask you yesterday, I think. Uh, does this feel final to you? Like, as far as the story goes? Uh, going into this, to me, it did. It felt yeah, you like. You never
1: actually responded to me once I gave you my answer. Uh,
0: so, okay. So, yeah, because I kind of wanted, wanted to talk about it on here. So, like, when. When I was a kid and we were watching Four, Five, and Six over and over and over again, like, um, when you get the idea, when you get the. uh, When you learn that it's four and not the first one, you know what I mean? Like, when you understand that there's, like, it's like the middle of the story, it was always like, yeah, someday they'll make those movies. And then they did. They made one, two, and three. And then I was always aware of, like, the Thrawn trilogy. And I was like,. Oh, like there, is, like, there is a cohesive 7, 8, 9 story in here. I just assumed that someday, doesn't have to be tomorrow, it could be way down the line. There's going to be 7, 8, and 9. Like, it's gonna, they're going to do it. And uh, eventually we got The Force Awakens, and now, granted, it didn't follow the storyline. Uh, we got it. Like, and it was, it, to me, it was as far back as I can remember, and I know that it wasn't always the case, but, like, the furthest back I could think, it was a, there was a, I know there's a nine part story here and it it very much going into this felt like oh like this is the cap on this thing that we've been experiencing since we were kids which is awesome like it's really fun when it ended i was like oh they'll keep going like at some point not tomorrow maybe another 6 maybe 10 whoever however many years they're going to they're going to add on to the story i think in some capacity because they're going to continue to go on with Uh, they're going to continue to go on with the Star Wars universe and I thought they were going to tell other stories and do things in the past because there's so much back there that they can do interesting stories with. I just didn't think that they were going to...
1: Fine, but can we all agree that after the Obi-Wan and Cassian Andor shows, can we stop doing Rise of the Empire stuff? Yeah. Like, how many stories can we tell in that 20 years? That's true. When there's, like, so many thousands of years before and after that we could be, like, tackling? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. I, I I remember the first time playing through Knights of the Old Republic and being like, this is insane. <laughs> like, like, let's go back there. That sounds fun. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you, but anyway, I, what I was saying. Like, hey,
1: like we have the Mandalorian. That's five years after Return. There's still twenty five more years, and also, you know what? You could do a movie or a show. That's happening at the exact same time as the Mandalorian. Yeah. On the other fucking side of the galaxy. And it doesn't matter that they're happening at the same time. Right. It could be happening at the same time. It could be happening 50 years earlier. It could be happening 50 years later. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know I mean? Because like, it doesn't even have to tie into this per se. You, if you see a Jedi, if you see a Force user, and you see a Rodian, and you see a fucking droid, like, it's Star Wars. like mm. Whatever. Yeah. Tell a good story... We don't know anyone in the Mandalorian, but we know a Mandalorian, and we know yeah. an ex-stormtrooper, and an ex-rebellion, and, and we know a guy who looks like Yoda, and it's like, there's an not like, okay, it's Star Wars, we yeah. all love it. You're hey, that weird cat thing! There's a couple of Twi'leks, <laughs> too, like, yeah. if you tell a good story... They were creepy. Yeah, well, those specific ones were creepy, yes. If you tell a good story, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're right, expand. Expand, but like, what I do basically...
1: something new, because I still felt like nine was too safe in some ways.
0: I agree that it was safe, and that I thought there was gonna, I thought it was gonna feel more final. Um, and it, it doesn't because the way that they've set it up for trilogy after trilogy is that like, oh, there's a threat. Uh, we kind of got it. Oh, we didn't get it. Oh, it's bigger. We got it. Oh, there's a threat. Oh, we got
1: like it's Well, the same. I appreciated that this wasn't six over again. Yeah, for the well, most part. But the thing is, at the end, it kind of was. At the end, it still feels like the end of six. Yeah, exactly. No, meaning like. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, like that's ba, ba, ba. what like, <laughs> it, it, it feels like that at the end, like bigger and more celebratory of the material itself, as opposed to just celebratory of we won. Hmm. But. I don't know. I I was worried that this was just going to be a big apology tour. And it was a little apology tour. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in the end, it's hard not to feel like 7, 8, and 9 has been a bit of a waste of time. Because they were too safe in 7. And people complained about it. So they said, okay. We'll get big and adventurous in 8. And then, like, the same people complained about it. So it's like, so what do you want? So you just want to see Jawas? And... Mm. Luke's lightsaber and Chewie and the Falcon and the thing like Slave One popping out of the thing you want to see Star Destroyers or like because like what what did we really do in the end of it all like it's it is the big picture the same complaints you had about seven being copied four, the really really big picture if you move far enough away. 7, 8, 9 are kind of 4, 5, and 6 all over again.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It looks great. We got a bunch of characters I thought were really cool. We got some really cool moments. We got some expansion of the lore. But in the end, what did we really accomplish with this series? And if you're going to keep playing it safe and just saying, oh, no, people complained about it. Let's try and win them back. You're, they're either going to stick around or not. And mm-hmm. if they don't want to enjoy it, then they can fuck off. yeah. yeah. So stop being safe because there's so many other people who are clamoring to enjoy this thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to enjoy every little thing. I enjoy this movie despite having complaints about a lot of it. I loved 8, but it's still not a perfect movie. There are flaws to that movie. Legitimate things, but that are gripes, not breaking of the movie. Yeah, And I like 7 because it's a quality endeavor that has a lot of cool things and people going on but it is just a retread of 4 mm-hmm. in the end when it all comes down well to
0: at the end of the day uh, Return of the Jedi feels like it should have been a night it, it, was, it was a good ending in that it and was, that's why it I never
1: peace to the galaxy <laughs> what, 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 what you were saying about you always thought they were going to go back and get one, two, three, and they were always gonna, I never thought they were going to do 7, 8, 9
0: I thought they were because of what I had read and that I thought they had good stories that they could tell
1: but the thing is, I always knew that there was too many stories.
0: That's true. I guess that's true. I
1: always assumed they were going to do one, two, and three. I didn't know what was going to happen. But, well, but they okay. did it. Well, and, and that was what I said to you. Is, In 2005, I thought that was the end. Yeah. I didn't think we'd ever get anything ever again. Oh. That's because true. George Lucas was getting older. They didn't announce anything within... F- By the time 2010 came around, and we didn't even get a... We're gonna do it. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, it's going to take a couple of years to make a Star Wars movie. When you don't hear anything about, like, people trying to get someone to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just assumed it was never going to happen. And then when Disney bought it, it's like, oh, this is real again. And then when you see their scope of the plans, it's like, okay. So that's why, yes, this does feel like a period instead of an ellipses. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that sense of finality because I know there's going to be something. Sure. It could be a show it well, could be a bunch of shows it could be a movie about it could be a standalone movie it could be a new trilogy that's not 10 11 12 just a new trilogy that can be coming and it could be in a year or it could be in 5 years but i know it's coming mm. so i'm sad to see it end and see it go but i know that i will get something and that I'm, as long as you try to do something i'm likely to like it to some degree you know what I mean? Like, yeah. much as I complain about and make fun of one, two, and three, and they're not good movies, um, I still have found things to like about them. Oh yeah,
0: I enjoy them. I it's one of those like I said that it starts off with four, five, and six is our core story that we have grown to love, and everything else has been supplemental to that story. Right? It leads into that story, and then going beyond it is a little bit of a gray area because it was meant when when jedi came out it it was meant to be more of a finite i feel like Mm -hmm. thing uh and i agree with you wholeheart the seven eight nine like it's it's it is a rehashing of it it, but it is essentially seven eight nine are a reboot of star wars Mm -hmm. it is what it's bringing it back into the zeitgeist and it's making it like it's 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 rehashing like these are the this is the tone of like this three movie arc and like it's kind of, it, I I agree with you. It doesn't really it doesn't do much for the story. It's like it's like a we basically end up in the same place that we thought we ended up in at the end of Jedi, right? Um yeah, it's 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 not necessary. I enjoyed the entire ride. I loved it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. There's there's plenty more to explore that they could do. It just
1: feels like a missed opportunity. Cuz yeah. like the thing is as much as I think there's valid criticism of choosing to reboot with 7 I understand why they did it. So I'm willing to give them a a part of a pass for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, huh, I would have liked to do something new, but I understand why you feel like you have to do that. Let's do something new from there. And they started to innate, and this not as egregiously as I feared they would, pulls the reins back on all of that. And I just wonder what's the point if we're just gonna keep doing the same thing. Even if you rearrange the the picture you know what I mean like if you don't challenge yourself to challenge your viewers in whatever way and this isn't even getting to the I want to punch the next person who says Ryan Johnson subverting my I just want to punch people using it because I can hear the the tone in my head as I'm hearing the the, the reading the sentence if you don't challenge your viewers then you might as well just hook up an IV bag to us you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it I'm going to get bored. And if you lose me, you've lost Star Wars.
0: Well, uh, here's okay, so actually I'm uh, thinking more more about it. Um, here's the one thing that this it did something in the end it did do something for the storyline and that is that the 4, 5 and 6 did not know what they would become, mm-hmm. right? At the time. What 7, 8 and 9 did uh, by the end, specifically with mostly with 9 is that it all of these things that have been established as things in the universe, like these, like I don't know, like four ceiling, things like that, like stuff like that, it brought it into the fold of what was the original to make it part of, to make it feel, I think to make that stuff feel a little bit more cohesive throughout the entire, I don't know, Star Wars saga, I guess, not the Skywalker saga, but the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It, it made it feel more like, Everything else, like it kind of it, it it made it all kind of come together, which I think is actually a pretty cool thing to do. Considering like like I said, they they didn't know what this thing was going to become when they started it, and now like the cultural phenomenon that it is. Like I think it's helpful in that way, but I agree. Story wise, story progression, things like that, it didn't really do much. Again, I have no problem with that. I, I enjoyed it, but I yeah, it's not. Uh, I I was talking to a buddy yesterday. And I think he he had read something. I think it was on the ringer, but he was like somebody had re- it was like watched all of the movies and they're all the fourth best. <laughs> and I was like that's a really funny way to to put it, but I kind of get what you're saying. And and to a degree, I I agree with what you're saying. I just love Star Wars so much. I know that I'm not uh, I I have a bias. <laughs> yeah. You know, and
1: um, well, the thing is, I'm fine with anyone who is a Star Wars fan has a bias, yeah. so it's just about managing them.
0: Okay, uh, here's a funny thing. I actually went a little bit about this. Let's like, we won't get too deep on this. Um, I don't. I'm very curious how things were, how pe- people's states of mind, how they consumed media in the 70s and 80s, like early, you know, when this stuff started. Um. And now, like right now, it would be hard for you to convince me that people don't approach things wanting it to be bad. Today. Some things, sure. Um, At like most media, I feel like. People are like ready to hate things.
1: Well, the thing is, and maybe it's just the prequels damaged an entire generation or two of fans so badly that... Specifically, people seemed to want to go into Star Wars, expecting them to be bad. I don't
0: think this is Star Wars related.
1: I do because I don't recall anyone going into Infinity War and Endgame wanting it to be bad. I there was
0: there was chatter around it. It might not have been as vocal as the Star Wars community, but like it, it just people. It's we're we're living in a very negative time.
1: Sure. The only people that I recall. Wanting it to be bad were people who want it to go away.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't recall any Avengers fans, MCU fans, wanting it to be bad. There's been a pretty substantial contingent of Star Wars fans. Not the majority. There's been a vocal contingent of fans who have been actively rooting against, even back to Seven, mm. rooting against it as they come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something different about this fan base. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Like I said, maybe the prequels just damaged them. Is it much. a jaded
0: fan base? Because at the time it was not cool to be a nerd and now it is.
1: Some of it, although you see some of that going on with the MCU stuff. hmm And that's just fighting the people who are trying to join the bandwagon. Yeah. But they're still not rooting against the movie. Like I said, the only people that's true, really yeah are rooting they, against it has been people who are on the outside.
0: Yeah, it's almost like it's decidedly bad before it even came out. It's yes. It's just like, what are you doing? Um... What I well, oh, my it just this type of stuff bothers me though only because like I don't care where you where you're at like it, maybe you don't like it that's fine honestly you don't have to I'm not telling you you have to like it but like you don't have to immediately be negative about these things like it, uh, the purpose of a movie at the end of the day is entertainment this is the entertainment medium and just fucking go in like if, go see it or don't go see it go in with an open mind go in there to have fun. Not to rip it apart. Go in there to experience it and try to have a good
1: time. Like Go in there with that being your goal. And I think you're going to be alright. Like, Well, the thing I find curious about watching how people engage with this versus other eras of Star Wars is by any definition that you could possibly want, 7, 8, 9 are better movies than 1, 2, and 3. 100%. And yet... The conversation around them these last five years, you would have think it's the exact opposite way. Like, yeah. Yeah. I can't reconcile that. Yeah. I don't know how that is the case. And how we got there. Because I'm talking to people who are like, hate The Last Jedi. It's like, fine. Put all the cards on the table. That movie is 100% better than any of 1, 2, and 3.
3: hmm
1: Whether you like everything or nothing in the movie. Just from a fundamental quality of the filmmaking, it's a better movie. Yeah. The quality of the acting, better movie. And in regards to story, no matter how much you hate it, it is more cohesively delivered to you, the viewer, than any of the three. With the exception of maybe three. Like, you could make the argument, is what I'm saying. I would personally choose eight over it, but you could make the argument. One and two are... Largely a mess, Mm -hmm. in that sense. So, how can you get to the standpoint where... And part of it is just the sheer connectivity of the internet now, as opposed to 20 years ago, right? But, I don't understand what's going on there, just the tone of the conversation. How you can go in like this. It's like, do you like Star Wars or not? Because what it comes down to, a lot of times with these things, I've noticed is... I. I don't. What what bothers me about the way people have talked about these movies is, like, the feeling of betrayal. And it's like, did you forget the betrayals mm-hmm. of 1, 2, and 3? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't own this, <laughs> no matter how big of a fan you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm as big a fan as anyone. You don't own it. Nope. So you don't get to tell whoever is making the movie... What they can and can't do, you can choose to like it or not like it. Right. And if you choose to not like it, that's fine. And it doesn't make you lesser of a fan. Yeah. But you don't get to choose or get to tell them what is right and wrong and what can and can't be done. They hold
0: the No, product. if you want to do that, you actually have to do the work. You have to get yourself into the industry and you have to work your way up to that. And these people have done that. These people that are doing this, like, they've earned it.
1: Yeah, and that's the other funny thing. Like, they didn't hire some scrub off the street. JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson are both self-proclaimed super fans of yep. the material. John Favreau, Dave Filoni, super fans of the material. Yeah. So, like, what are we doing here? Yeah, like, you not liking a choice does not mean that the choice was wrong.
3: Yeah.
1: And if you can't understand why the choice makes sense, that's on you because we've talked about it. Most of the choices, whether we've liked them or not, some... for seven and eight at least, it's going to take us more time. Yeah, we have to digest nine to digest nine more. to to judge on some of these things. But for seven and eight, most of the choices made logically fit within the framework of Star Wars, whether we liked them or not.
0: Yeah, here's the one thing that really bothered me. Um, you know, you know how I feel about the the everything around eight. Um, one of the earliest, one of the earliest instances of me realizing that this is a uh, uh, a conversation that's not going to be easy to navigate is when I was told that um, it's a Star Wars movie. Of course, I was going to like it, and I was just like, "Well, just completely dismissing my credibility of somebody that loves movies as a whole." You're actually attacking me for wanting to like things. So that was one thing that really bothered me, and that, I got that from multiple. I
1: can't sorts. get to. I mean, listen, I've gotten into things like, cynically, like, with with Joker or whatever, and it's sure. like, what when it came down to when I was sitting down, I was like, I don't want to dislike this movie. Because that means I'm going to have wasted two hours of my time right. and ten dollars. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to and
0: dislike it, it. To some degree, it might become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, it's just not, yeah. But anyway, my point is, what I was getting at, it was, uh, that really rubbed me the wrong way when I was met with that. Mm-hmm. Um, really bothered me. And, well, the other thing I say
1: is, for how many Star Wars fans are bitching about it, if you're a Star Wars fan, does it automatically mean you're going to like it? Obviously not.
0: So, going into 9, I was like, I was worried that I was going to have to, like, I uh, that it was just going to happen again. And I, that I was going to love it and have to defend it. And like, I feel like I was almost trying to collect Listen, data. it's still
1: early. By tomorrow, everyone will have seen it. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying was
0: like it, the thing is it I turned away from the experience of watching the movie a little bit because I was almost on the defensive just because I was just like now at this point it's like I almost do want to like it even if it's not great.
1: I was exhausted yesterday just thinking about what the next week of capital D discourse to steal the parlance from Deadspin and The Ringer yeah is going to be like because um, most of the people who've seen it are critics or like work in the industry or like actors and actors you know what I mean like. There's not a lot of fans yeah. who saw it before we did. If they did, it was by like two hours, not two days. Right. Um, I remember going through this in, when we saw 8. I remember reading reviews. Spoiler free. Oh, wow. Everyone loves this movie. Okay. A couple of people liked it, didn't love it. Cool. I haven't seen anyone hate it. Seems like there's some reasons to like, just general movie making like, criti- like critique it not pan it you know it's like okay we saw the movie it's like wow I loved it went to bed we, we've recorded our instant reaction we went to bed I woke up we were getting ready to go see it the next morning again and I'm online and I'm like watching people bitching and I'm like what? did they watch did the same movie? yeah what the fuck yeah. <laughs> are we talking about here? yeah cause I didn't engage with um The Force Awakens in that same way the process was just different yeah. Um, for whatever reason um, and I came out of that rosier than I did what I felt within a few months later or even you know having seen it a second time you know a few weeks later whatever um, but I don't remember the conversation going that way mm-hmm. um, and part of it was I think just everyone was willing to give it a bit of a pass because it was the joy of getting Star Wars back Yeah. Um, it was the first one back so I don't know I uh, I think we're going to be in for a lot of bitching over the next weeks and months for sure. Um, maybe the, the tenor of the conversation will be different, um, and I think there are more there are more justifiable criticisms of this movie than there were of eight. Is what I'll come down to.
0: I I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, that's that's the case I, again. I, wrestled, I really enjoyed it, though. Like I, I liked
1: it. it. I'm gonna. I mean, I know. I'll see it again on Monday, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna see it before that, um, just because I'm not gonna have time tomorrow. I'm definitely not gonna have time Saturday. I just don't think I will Sunday.
0: Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to check back in. i I'll see it a few more times, I'm sure. Um, man, I just I just I love I love Star Wars so much, and even though like I while I can I could at the same time agreeing with you that 7, 8, 9 eight nine don't really do much for the story. Still in... I'm so glad
1: I have them. Like, I don't know. It's like a... I mean, I still... I still... As much as I've had issues with, with 7, like I said, it's a really well-made movie with a lot of good things to do. I'll still watch it. But I still watch 1, 2, and 3. Hmm? Yeah. The worst of them, the objectively bad, they're still more than enough good to still get me to watch it. I laugh at those movies a lot. Yeah. Not with them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But... Um, so I, I guess it's a, a more benevolent version of hate watching, but you know what I mean? I I don't know. Um, I just want the stuff to be good. I want, I, I want there to be some sort of healing of the fan base where we can enjoy it and we don't have to fight over it Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, I prefer conversations about like, who's the best Jedi, like,
0: yeah, yeah, we've
1: done stuff like that or like how cool was that fight scene or which would I prefer of scene but like in like a fun way, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Not going to war after we watch a movie.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I
1: just don't get it. I don't get that inclination because I want it is we tend to review things more positively in general than the oh, yeah. consensus probably. Again, we're it in we're in this for the entertainment. We want to enjoy it. Yeah. And that comes with us crushing some things too. <laughs> it's rare, but it does happen. Well,
0: yeah, I, I almost like I mean, I this is silly to say, when we dislike something, I feel like it carries a little bit more weight than when somebody else tells me they dislike something. <laughs> just because I just don't, like, yeah, you dislike everything. How am I supposed to that? Well, we just, that?
1: even if we say, like, the thing was just okay, we still generally review it more positively because, like, we, yeah. we actively seek the things to yeah. enjoy in some of these things. Which is the whole
0: premise of the spin chew. We're approaching 3.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Um...
1: No, not right now.
0: Well, well, I'm sure we'll check back in next week after we've seen it probably at least Are we one... going to record next week? Uh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's Christmas. We're probably, maybe, the, I don't know. It, we'll be back.
1: <laughs> we, we may be, we may be <laughs> off a week or two, guys. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, with that being said, thank you for joining us. That's been episode 112 of Flicks in the Six. Uh, yeah, I had to ask out. I've asked out three times now. Yes. This? Um, if you have, as always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to flicks in the 6 at spinchune.com. Until next time, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Bealsy. Thanks for coming out.
1: Godspeed, Rebels. Amanda
0: Watch. Two episodes of Amanda Watch. hmm Right? So we have the, uh, the...
1: Six and seven. Is the next one the last one? Yes. Okay. Next Friday it should be coming
0: out. Next Friday. Um You're gonna have to remind me what happened in the what was this what was the one before this previous one about? Sorry, which one? The one before oh sorry. The one before the this this Give one that another. we just watched. I don't know. We six? just saw seven, so six. six.
1: The prison break one. That was good. It was really good. That
0: was really good. By
1: far the best of the three standalone episodes.
0: That was uh that was that was a that was a really fun episode. Yeah. Um, Bill Burr. Awesome. Like seeing him in
1: there. I don't like that it makes Canonical Space Boston, but okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Those, uh, no, that, he was fun. That man.
0: wacky was... band of characters, though, that was like really cool. I just, I For love the most a new... Part,
1: what's her name fit out more than she fit in? Um, but other than that, um, there, not that there wasn't anything interesting with her. Yeah. Zion was that her character's name, I think? You
0: know me with character names.
1: That's a good point. Um, well, the thing is, I always, I, 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 still am not entirely sure which is the name and which is the name of the species for the Clancy Brown character. Um, I just don't recall which one's which. Um, but, uh, other than that, yeah, she was Zeon, her brother was Quinn, um, Bilbo was Mayfeld, and then Zero was the droid. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the guy who gave him the job, actually.
0: Yeah, that actor, he was. I said he was in Nolan stuff. He was in... Eckhart, right? Was he Eckhart in uh, Batman Begins?
1: Uh, I wouldn't remember the name of the character, but yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, that was fun. The uh, that whole that whole sequence, though, like the the the, the prison heist, like, that was like that was such a co- what a great like what a great concept for an episode. Like that was probably so much fun to storyboard out and mm-hmm. then like turn into this thing in the Star Wars universe. And it was
1: a fun cast of characters who all gave you something a little different. Mm -hmm. um, They played off each other mostly well. Now there was some rough spots, like I said, specifically some of the Xeon stuff was a little bit... She was just a bit too much. Yeah. She was basically playing Star Wars Harley Quinn, which was a little... She
0: was playing uh, Jim Carrey's Black Swan from Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> you
1: know what? I think I did. I don't really remember it. I just remember just that it was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Just you saying the words Jim Carrey, Black Swan. I remember that being a thing. I don't remember yeah. the details. Uh,
0: one of the things that they've been doing in The Mandalorian, is they, they'll do like a here's the scene and like immediate gut reaction is not what actually happened. Like your immediate gut reaction to the scene is not what happened. So like him taking down each of the people, and then in a final scene, seeing them in a prison cell, I think that's a really cool way of executing that. Like, it, it looked very clear that one of them got their head crushed. in Well, I was going to
1: say, the, the Clancy Brown character was the one that, like, I just assumed he was killing them all because the, I didn't think there was another way to interpret what happened to him. Right. Um, whereas, if they had shown the other two first, it's obvious that you don't actually know mm-hmm. that he's killing. It's just, what? it seemed safe to assume that they were killed after it seemed like he was pretty obviously right. killed.
0: Right, right. But I actually I think that was kind of cool. I just like that they're doing things like that. Like they did, it was a similar thing in the first first or second first episode, right? With the IG Eleven, is it? Yes. When he shoots him, but like you well, hear you the blast. He <laughs> well, no, but it's, it's there's a pause. There's a beat before you know what happened. Well,
1: they did it again in four when the sniper looks like he's, he takes a shot. So good. And then you find out Carrot shot him.
0: I like that execution. That's very Western. Carrot like, shot first. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> that's very, it's like, yeah, it's, it's very much like a Western when they do Which those, those The things. show is. Which, obviously. and it's awesome. I'm just like, here's the thing. Uh, the Overall, not much has happened.
1: Right. Okay, so this just reminded me. I have to read this to you before. I remember I promised you when we were um, when we were sound testing that I had something to read yeah, yeah. For you. Yeah. Um, and it was interviewing with uh, with Bill Burr talking about his time shooting The Prisoner, which was episode six. And um, so he said, uh, despite his aversion to Star Wars, after running into show runner, John Favreau at a birthday party, um, he told the Last Laugh podcast, Favreau was like, "Hey, I'm doing this Star Wars thing. Would you want to do something?" And I was like, "I kind of always made fun of it." And Burr seemed concerned that the optics of him joining a Star Wars project would look iffy but Favreau saw it a different different way. I think that it'd be funny I think your fans would get a kick out of the fact if you went into that thing. You recall Favreau saying then I went in there and they were like shooting it like a spaghetti western and I was immediately so psyched to be a part of it. Awesome. I'm going to follow that up though with something else because apparently people online since that episode aired have been blaming him for dropping Baby Yoda and (laughs) saying how dare you.
0: Wait, why don't I remember what is the scene? Well, listen to
1: the quote. Alright, so here's the deal. I didn't drop Baby Yoda. The fucking robot dude came out of hyperspace and he didn't tell anybody, alright? Oh, right. Until you're in hyperspace holding a fucking baby and some robot, like that's not unsettling enough, is driving the fucking thing and slams on the brakes. Let's see how you do. Walk a mile in my fucking space liquid before you fucking come at me. (laughs) <laughs> so he was joking around, so but he said people have been breaking his balls on Twitter non-stop.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god, I love, it. I love it. Again, another completely throwaway episode, though.
1: Yes, which concerned me because I was like, oh shit, is this just... is this our reality?
0: Are these just episodes? Like yeah. one-offs?
1: Which maybe okay like they're fun to watch it's just not the type of show i typically gravitate towards sure. i'm not a big fan of the killer of the week or yeah, yeah. the crime of the week csi model which Nobody i know is, it. like if you're going to talk about old inspiration for these things that is what tv used to be mm-hmm. but it's not what i'm used to it being and it's not something that i'm super interested in i like a story or whatever it's take whatever it's you know going to be cuz you get three episodes at the beginning of the season that tell kind of like a first chapter mm-hmm. And then you get three episodes, and I guess if, if it was a nine-episode run, I would have been like, okay, three, 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 cool. Um, so it felt like the first two of the standalones were going to be kind of it, mm-hmm. and then I guess I just assumed that we were going to get three episodes kidding, on the back end of giving a story, and then, like, another one came, and I was like, fuck, um, sure, this is the best of these three, but it's like, give me more, yeah, give me detail, um... And now it seems like with 7... Now
0: we got the mystery is starting to unfold a little we, bit more.
1: With the way things end in 7, they're clearly going to have to continue to pick it right back up. And-
0: I liked that. Yeah, which was cool, because it's basically a two-part finale.
1: Yes, uh, which is cool. Um, so I, I think ultimately, I would prefer they stuck with two standalones in the middle. What
0: if they just started off with the Chicken Brothers?
1: <laughs> the thing is, 5, looking at the 7 episodes, 5 is pretty clearly the weak link in my mind. Which one was one that? One on Tatooine. Yeah, um, yeah, that was even just among the three standalones. I thought four and six were much better, mm-hmm. um, much more interesting, engaging. Gave us more actual story about. I agree. Even if it's just the story of these characters, gave us a lot more to work with um, that I found more compelling.
0: But that last episode, seven got the got the story rolling again. Um, brought me the most heartache that I've seen since you were the chosen one. <laughs> uh, I uh, I was not ready for that. I uh, I thought maybe he was going to activate his little droid helper to take those guys out. Didn't happen.
1: Uh, it would have been the sensible thing to do. He was pretty close to the ship. Yeah.
0: Uh, seeing Bibiota on the floor, I was like, "Did this son of a bitch bail?" And then I was like, "Oh wait, no, this is going to be so much worse." And then they panned over to it. I was like, yeah, "I was a little confused
1: because he was like, the child was motionless, and like he looks more like a green sack of potatoes than he does." <laughs> Like a baby that's just been dropped. Right. I'm a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, still confused, actually. Like, Did he have a baby concussion or a force concussion? Yeah. Why didn't concussion. he use the force to protect him and mm-hmm. fuel?
0: That's a good question. That's a good question.
1: He
0: uh, used it on Cara quick enough. That was amazing. Okay, so that so far has been the best scene in this show.
1: Fucked up as that
0: is. He His eyes, he got so dark side, it was ridiculous. When he chokes her, I was like, Oh my god. I was I also you know what I loved about that scene is that neither of the of the other two characters in the room know what's happening until a, like a beat later. And it's just like hey, but you as the viewer have the angle where you see it as guys, guys, she's,
1: she's
0: <laughs> yeah. and then he he's looking at her uh, Mando's looking at her he's like oh my god like what's that and then looks over at at, at little at the child and is like no. <laughs>
1: I love how he's trying to reason with him while he's joking like no 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 it's okay "Mm -hmm."
0: (laughs) that was that was really really silly Uh, and yeah then we get this like really intense scene in that like bar and they fire uh, these guys I I don't know what his character's name is Uh, yeah like he he fires on his own guy presumably and the stormtroopers that are in there very strange maybe it's a show of power type thing like I like these people are disposable and so are you uh, like well, I'm we've always child. known
1: that the Imperials view everyone, including each other, as expendable yeah. to their mission. Um, this seemed to be a new level of it, because it wasn't, like we, you and I were talking about earlier today, um, not on the show obviously, um, it seemed less collateral damage and more fuck them, whatever. You know what I mean? like It mm-hmm. wasn't like they got into a standoff and then... The bullets fly, or the lasers fly in this case, and they just happened to kill them. This is like... This was a preemptive strike. Yep. <laughs> um, and I guess it's just a possibility of... Okay, there is no one who is actually in charge, so... They will war with each other if it gets one of them what they want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: I actually think it could set up for some interesting storytelling if we see rival factions...
0: Ooh, that could be cool.
1: Pop up in season two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, When is that going to be? Another year? I mean, I
1: hope next year. They're working on it already. That's cool. I, yeah. If not actively shooting stuff, they're in the writer's room, so. Hmm.
0: Um, I don't know. Overall, I, I the episode was... That episode was super engaging. The stuff that was going mm-hmm. on. Also, like, the, like, the thing that Even was like, the clearly a double cross. The episode cross,
1: is them, like, jumping like, from like, spot to spot, including all the spots we've been already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the uh, I I do like the like the whole thing with like Carl Weathers and those two characters like they were gonna clearly turn on them and like you expected that from the beginning for and them. him
1: too which is why he brought his own little crew.
0: Yep, yep. Which is I, and it's just, like the way that he, like that unfolds is like the child saved him so he's he's starting to understand a little bit more about like why Mando did what he did or like for his own reasons not the same as Mando's but like I don't know that, I thought that was kind of that was kind of cool uh, getting Yoda doing the force healing. not yoda but the child doing the forest healing that was awesome um that scene was actually pretty crazy that was actually really creepy it was like very um you remember the movie pitch black
1: uh the vin diesel yeah it it reminded
0: me of that like the creatures like coming out of nowhere just like taking you and like running away Mm um i don't know it was was, was a fun episode
1: that poor poor blur.
0: got got
1: it got gotten a big... T- but,
0: and that other one, like, it, I it may have also gotten got Like, it got got adjacent.
1: Got adjacent. <laughs> uh, uh, obviously, Rip QL. I've spoken.
0: Oh, man. That was hard. That really made me sad.
1: I mean, just think about that. The history of how long he worked in slavery to buy his passion free. Like, he just wanted to farm he was water... Retired. He just wanted to farm water and tame blurgs and just be left alone. Wasn't hurting anyone. In fact, good guy helped anyone who needed his help. Yeah. Free of charge, repeatedly. And he got got.
0: <sighs> such a bummer. It's such a bummer. It was really sad, that scene, seeing his cold, dead body
1: <laughs> on the sand. I shouldn't feel this bad for a little pigman version of Nick Nolte.
0: Yeah yeah I do I do I do as well
1: but uh yeah I don't know I, I'm excited
0: um, to see where it goes. I think that this finale I feel like is gonna be big I don't know I feel like something is gonna happen because that because not much has happened in between I feel like they're they've been driving
1: like, I do wonder if they end on like a legit cliffhanger
0: i kinda I kind of hope they do some- well a cliffhanger, but as long as they also give you something big in between that like well
1: sure, but what I'm saying is. I would, as much as I'm gonna hate what it would do, I, I'd be okay with it ending with them still not having gotten the child back.
0: Oh, uh, that's. I feel like that might be likely. I, yeah, but maybe learning about like more about
1: it. Sure. I mean, I would expect the finale to be a slightly longer episode. This one was also a little longer too. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Also, like weird aside, but I really liked that pit fighting scene with Kara. Mm, that was cool. One for one, I thought the I thought the mechanism that forced them to stay a certain so they couldn't get too far apart from each other, which forces the action was cool. Mm-hmm. Although, is it cheating that he was like pulling her towards him with no, it ended the up working energy out for her, thing? So. Sure, I was just confused like how he could grab it. Also, yeah. Also, was that a night brother? The rules. Was that a night brother of Dathmere? I I thought so. He looked an awful lot like him. He's got the horns yeah. popping out of his head. Um, I think it was, although he like. Seemed less murdery. y Yeah. Um, at least less cultist murder-y. <laughs> um, big fan of Clancy Brown. This is now like the third iteration of him being in Star Wars now. <laughs> well, he definitely... I think he voiced... He voiced Pre Vizla in the, the Clone Wars. And then he was the deposed governor in Rebels. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten that part in the show yet. Mm. Um, he's the, He voices the deposed governor of Lothal. Okay. Which you've heard references to if you've mm-hmm. not met him yet. He ends up being on the show. Okay. Um, which is weird that he's voiced, like, multiple characters now. Um, but that dude, I love him. He's, he's great in all of his roles. Like, he, he's so good on Billions, because you just hate him yeah. so much, which is usually the indication of a pretty good character and actor. because um, <laughs> he's got some great, like, lines in it, too. He's just such a bastard. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I've been uh, I've been really digging it, especially, again, these last two episodes have really picked up, so I'm excited yeah. for next week to wrap up. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying the show. Me
0: too. And with that, we will be back. I don't know if it's next week. No, it'll, be, it'll probably be two or two and a half weeks. But we will be back, and in that final Man to Watch, we'll be discussing the final episode of the season. Um, tune in next time.
2: the force be with
3: you. Always.